Welcome back to Two Can't Keep a Secret, your favorite Pretty Little Liars rewatch podcast. My name is Jay, and I just hit record on this podcast without telling AJ I was going to do so. AJ, how you doing, friend? I love being blindsided. That's my favorite thing. Welcome to Pretty Little Liars. It happens all the time. And honestly, they said, I'm going to knock you out this episode. And I was stunned. I, like this, like not my favorite finale. I think the last finale was like more fun and more interesting. But we got answers, Jay. Question mark. So to be clear, <laughs> this is the season two, episode twenty-five finale of season two. We made yes. it through two seasons. That in, in and of itself is a celebration. Never thought we, we got some it. answers. We think, and it is Black History Month again. <laughs> and it is Black History Month again. So you know. You know, spoiler alert, they killed off the only black woman in this series. <laughs> you know they did it. They said we could not do this. <laughs> they said in honor of Black History Month, we are celebrating AJ's favorite conspiracy theory, Maya is a ghost. <laughs> and we said we're going to make it a reality. <laughs> or maybe they found her body. They didn't say they found her body and it's like fresh. <gasps> Jay, if Maya had been dead, Oh, that's disrespectful. And they were just hiding her out in Emily's house? Ew. I don't think she was at Emily's house. I think she was at her house, which oh. is next door to Emily's house. I need a map. Uh, like, that, that's all I ask. We've tried to look at a map of, of the neighborhood, and it, like, doesn't quite add up. Like, here's the thing. They don't have to live near each other. No, but Emily and Maya slash Emily and Allison do have to live near each other. Because what? Emily could see from her room that Maya was moving into Allie's house. But here's the thing. Jason now lives in Allie's house. Correct, but Maya's family had lived in Allie's house briefly in season one. Where was Maya? Remember, remember? No, where was she found? I believe in... I believe close to Emily's house, which could be Jason slash Maya's house. I feel that like would make the most Jason. sense. We need to arrest Jason. Arrest him, yeah. Bring him All right, well. <laughs> I don't have any news. Should we dive right in? Because um, we talk about arresting a man right off the bat. We do talk about who's the man that got arrested. Well, AJ... The TV is going to start playing, and it turns out that our boy Garrett, Officer Garrett Reynolds. Your boy? Has, not my boy, your boy. <laughs> has been arrested. Uh, and uh, presumably became a cop in order to destroy evidence in the case. And that's on the news. And, um, and Spencer says, my mom knows somebody who's on the case. And... She says that Jenna turned it in. 
So Jenna apparently betrayed, which we knew was going to happen, betrayed Garrett and turned in page five of Allie's autopsy report, which was previously missing, and said Garrett gave it to her. I I, I don't know why I didn't like that. Uh, but I did not like the fact that Spencer, quote unquote, knew that Jenna was the person who did it. Especially if it was because her mom was gossiping. Like, that's like... Mm. I have a feeling that Spencer was probably snooping around the house and, like, heard Veronica on the phone. She does like to creep. We've seen her do that so right. times with Alyssa. You know what? You're not wrong. And, and, I mean, there are times, my mom's a teacher, and there are times that I learn things about her students that I should not know. Oh. <laughs> but also, I do feel like this is a legal situation, and, like, yeah. 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 I, I was like, that's, that's bad. And, like, to be clear, Veronica's not the one on the case. Veronica <laughs> knows somebody who was on the case. So either way, it's not Veronica's fault. Very little is. You know what? I like to not blame Veronica for things. I think she's the same person. Potentially the best mother that we have. Potentially? Ashley's still a fan favorite. I, I like, like, here's the thing. From what I have seen, Ashley is more present. Sure. But also, like, Veronica, when she is there, she gets the job done. Like, I always, I don't always like what Ashley does. But I don't know when I was like, you know what, Veronica, that was a miss. Yeah. So, okay. As long as we agree, it's not Pam Morella. <laughs> I thought you were going to go for Pam. I was like, she hasn't been here. She left her child and moved <laughs> Was for her man, who, by the way, I would too if I had Wayne. <laughs> but I can still That's judge fair. for that because I don't have Wayne. So, listen, this is your time, judge. Listen, what Jay, I put on this trust me. Do. I'm going to spend a lot of time judging a lot of people this episode because people make questionable mistakes. Okay, yeah, like Melissa, who is very pregnant, walking in and being like oh lovers gone wrong or whatever and she's talking about jenna and garrett and then she's like i always knew that ian didn't kill allison but just know that if garrett had something to do with it probably because he thought ally deserved it and i'm like girl like you don't have to be cruel like we're already on your side melissa like spencer stole your engagement ring you don't know this like you have no re she has no reason to be cruel to Spencer and her friends, except that, like, until now they thought that Ian killed their friend. Well, like, here's my thing. But she First comes in thing. in a bitchy mood, and she says some things where I'm like, you cannot say that a 16 year old girl deserved to be murdered. <laughs> I, I, I agree, you probably shouldn't say that. Uh, comma, but we're just gonna let pregnant people we, say we, anything. I was about to say. Melissa feels slighted right now because she she thinks that uh, those girls are the reason why Garrett was arrested. Mm -mm. And we saw... I think and we she saw feels that, that... We saw her and Garrett um, about to kiss kiss and then the cops came and she turned and there was Spencer and the girls and she looked mad at them from last episode. Sure. But also, like, you can either do that or take Arya's frozen yogurt. You can't do both. <laughs> because what Melissa does is she says, are you going to eat that to Arya after making like this horrific comment about Allison deserving to be killed? 
And then she takes a bite and Arya like pushes it over. Melissa takes a bite. She goes, is this peanut butter? It's good. And Arya goes, no, it's toffee. She doesn't even, she can't even taste peanut butter. Did this woman have COVID? <laughs> she likes what she likes. Maybe she's never had toffee before. Okay, fair, but they taste nothing alike. <laughs> and you know peanut butter when you taste peanut butter. Yeah. Right. Also, peanut butter is not a good ice cream. I think there's lots of bad peanut butter ice cream, but when you get a good peanut butter ice cream, it's mm. life-changing. Interesting. I just have been having a lot of peanut butter ice creams. It's like, it tastes like frozen, creamy peanut butter. It's just delicious. Maybe you don't like peanut butter as much as you thought you did. I don't think so. I don't think so. That's also fair. <laughs> but like Melissa, was, she like I... she comes in. She's like, "Your friend deserved to be murdered," and then takes Arya's like frozen yogurt, mislabels the flavor, and walks right out the door. Like here's the here's the spoiler. This is the only why is Melissa spoke this episode because oh. I think yeah. we do see her again. At, we see her again at the end of the episode. Yeah, this, briefly. This really. This really was a very unlikable Melissa form for me. And if Melissa had been this way the entire time, I would have been with Alex from the start when he was like, she is an unlikable princess, ice princess. Yeah. <laughs> this is the way she acts towards everyone. I don't like her. But she's been so likable otherwise. And maybe it's in comparison with Spencer, who is deeply unlikable. Spencer is a deeply unlikable figure. Uh, however, two unlikables does not make a likable person. I, I, That's true. Like, I think Melissa was intentionally being unlikable. Like, okay, she wanted but like, to rub it into their face. Okay, but let's think about it. At okay, the most, she's like 22 years old. At most? Right, because... Because Ian must have Is been like... Is she not around a... Ezra's age? Well, I think Ezra's also like 23, 24 years old. Really? Because this is like his first teaching job. See, well, I thought he went to like grad school and stuff like that. Yeah, we give this boy too much credit. Fair Technically enough. speaking, because <laughs> he's teaching in college, he should be at least grad school, but you never know. Uh, They're clearly, either way, this woman is too old to say to a 16 year old, your best friend deserved to die. I, I can co-sign that. <laughs> like you can be as mad as you want. You can be as mad and pregnant as you feel. You don't say but, that but to a 16-year-old. Was this not the first time I actually looked like Melissa was pregnant? Yeah, I think this is the first time they show her, like, pregnant, pregnant. Um, oh, also... Uh, Melissa also set, drops a little nugget of knowledge here and says, I know about what Garrett, like Garrett and I know uh, what Allie did to Jenna. And that's why she deserves it. So she knows about the Jenna thing. She may or may not know that the other girls were involved. But she says, I know sure. what Allie did to Jenna. Sure. See, I 
I think she knew because remember she was threatening something to Melissa last episode. Not Melissa to Spencer last episode. Yeah. Was, so I think she is aware, and then she's holding this over like, guys, I know what Allie did, and by knowing what Allie did, I also know what y'all did. Yeah. I'm pregnant and mad. Don't play me. <laughs> yeah, and then she just she walks away. She closes the door behind her, and immediately they all get a text from A. Ooh, what did it say? So it said, uh, you all still have something that belongs to me. Bring it or one of you leaves in a body bag. And then they get an invitation. Uh, But Jay, was I wrong to be confused about what they have? Oh, no. They have uh, a cell phone, which I think Arya helpfully brings up because it's been half a season. And they've done nothing. No, that cell phone has done nothing. It's been nothing. They've still been able to contact these girls. Like, <laughs> why does it matter? What did I think? The moment they got that cell phone, that cell phone should have been deactivated. <laughs> but like, yeah, it, there's many issues here. Because if you disconnect it, then can you get access to his former data? Not really sure, because they might sell hmm. the number over to someone else, blah, blah, blah. Sure. But they also have a, there was also a messenger who left them an envelope with invitations inside and it's for a masquerade ball and it says be there when the clock strikes midnight who is throwing this ball so it wasn't at the school it was like in the like town it was like somewhere else in the town it looked like so it's still in rosewood it's still in rosewood it's not okay. uh it's not in brookhaven and okay. then, um, who's letting a bunch of teenage girls go out till midnight, unsupervised? Like, I was like, this does end a little late for teenage girls. Right. I'm just thinking, like, if it's at the school, definitely not till midnight. Okay. And then I watch the show again. It's not the dance that's at the school. That one was from season one. And I'm like, okay. Where are the chaperones? Where are the parents? Is this like a town yearly like yearly event? Is it a fundraiser? What's going on? We don't get those answers. Sadly. It's kind of like in Gossip Girl how they just like have parties to have parties <laughs> every episode. Like this reminds me of the um dance-a-thon that they had. Yeah. <laughs> to have a, a dance a thon. They're like, we need a reason to put these girls in ridiculous outfits and cover their faces. I did enjoy this set, it though. I'll be honest. Yeah. I, th- I think um, We'll pause. I, I have my issues with it, but we'll get to the ball when we get to the ball. Oh, we'll have a ball. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, Spencer's like, I'm sure we can figure out who A is because hide and seek was always my favorite game to play with Melissa because I always won. And that was, like, a weird thing for Spencer to say, right? Yes. 100%. Like, are you suspicious of Melissa or not? That's my that's my first question. Okay, yes. Do you have a second question? Because I have a second you question. You genuinely think <laughs> you genuinely won hide and seek always because you're good at hide and seek. <laughs> okay. So you Knowing something. Melissa, those... That's a competitive vast family. Melissa was not letting Spencer win. Hide and go seek. 
I, I think Melissa will let Cersei win, but not at the helm of Melissa, but at the helm of, you know, uh, Veronica, because Spencer cried to Veronica being like, I was like, it's not Melissa, Peter. But, uh, what was it? Melissa, it, like, somebody getting like, connect for like, Melissa keeps beating me. She's not letting me win. She's not playing fair. And then, yeah, Veronica but I feel like Veronica and Peter were like, we're going to raise you to always win. Be a winner. No, Peter was like, be that. a winner. I think Veronica, I think Veronica's like, I am raising you to be the best. But I'm not raising you to be the winner, if that makes sense. I think that was her attitude like, after her cancer scare. I think before the cancer scare, it was 100% like, no. Like, if you want to beat your sister in hide and seek, hide better. But, but here's my thing. When was this cancer scare? Because I think it was after Spencer was born. It was like Cause, a, no, couple she, years, she it was a couple years ago. Yeah, so Spencer wasn't like a six years old a couple years ago. That's what I'm saying. So, so, so at this, so if she became had the attitude, are you saying she had the attitude of you must be a winner after the cancer scare? Or no, no, no. The uh, of, you must be the best, meaning a good uh, person after the cancer okay. scare. Okay. See, that's why I thought you were saying like after the cancer scare, she's like, no, you must win. No, 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 beforehand. Okay, now, now we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. I, and also, what a weird thing to say, because there are two ways that you win at hide-and-seek. One, you're a really good seeker. Or, you're really good at hiding things. Can I tell you what I can see? Spencer always was the hider. And Melissa never sunk. <laughs> and if you're really good at hiding, maybe Spencer... And this is obviously me, like, just reading too much into things. Let's re- listen. We're still on scene one. Read she's into physically, it. She's physically good at hiding. Maybe she also has something else that she's hiding from Melissa, from her friends, like from everyone ring. else oh. in her life. What kind of secret <laughs> is Spencer hiding? And maybe that's season three, that Spencer has some secrets. Yeah, she stole Melissa's ring. We know that. And, and guess what else don't we know about you, Spencer? Yeah, Spencer. But like the way she said that and did like the Parvati stare into the distance. <laughs> I was just like, Spencer, you're hiding. You're hiding right now. <laughs> like, I feel like these girls should be straightforward talkers. Like, yeah. I think it'll do them a lot of good. I think it would be helpful. <laughs> Um, cause they're going to get to school and they're going to be talking about how they can't trust Melissa, but also how smart she is. And Spencer's like, I feel like we're still missing something no, from Ellie's bag. That was the funniest thing though of this episode. <laughs> what was? Cause, she was, cause, cause uh, <laughs> cause, uh, Emily or Arya, they were definitely like, no, because Melissa is way smarter than Spencer. And then Spencer just oh, walks yes. up like... <laughs> and Spencer's like, actually, when you take into consideration everything I've accomplished by my age and my scores on this test, this test, and this test, like mm-hmm. personality test or whatever, she's like, I technically am smarter. I'm like, do we remember a huge plot point of season one was that Spencer won an award because she took Melissa's essay yep. and, sold it, and like sold it that she wrote it? Yep. So, is she smarter or more clever? (laughs) Because, like, how many other things have Melissa actually stolen? 
That's what M- Ren. Uh, we don't like that she did that. <laughs> and technically, Ren cheated on Melissa. He did. And he is an adult. And that's wrong on him. He's more wrong. Correct. But either way, <laughs> you see where I'm going. I see where you're going. There's a lot about Spencer that just doesn't add up. You know what? She's a it's great, not great bad writing. It's the acting of it. Like, here's the thing. Like, I would love this to be like a subplot um, going into a future season where it's like Spencer just has this imposter syndrome coming mm. from the family. I, th- I think that, well, I think that is like, a subplot of the series. It comes up every this? now and again. Because we have all this evidence of other times that, like, it's very clear that she doesn't think, like, she thinks that she's really great, but then the way she acts, she's constantly trying to prove that she actually is as great as she so-called knows she is. Mm. You're not um, wrong. You know what? Fair enough. <laughs> and while and they're they're talking about this and Mona comes up and she's like oh my gosh I know this vintage store I'm going are you guys going to the masquerade mash because I'm gonna get my my outfit there and we should all go and each of the girls has an excuse and Hannah's like oh I'm gonna study with Caleb and like the thing is like very clearly she could just say like oh I'm gonna study by Mm -hmm. myself I don't do well when I study with other people and I'm trying to mm-hmm. study by myself tonight. But she brought in Caleb and I think that's her fatal flaw because you never want someone who's not in that group that you're physically in right now to be part <laughs> of your lie and not know about it. Like this is lying 101. Hannah is a bad liar. <laughs> no, she actively is. And here's the, here's the thing, right? They, their plan is to go after school because Melissa also have the um, bag of alley stuff in it. It's like, we're going to look at it one more time. Like, if that's what they're going to do, they're like, oh, yeah, we have plans. Sorry, Mona, but we're not going to dress shopping, maybe in the costume shopping, maybe another day. Right? Yeah. Like, that's believable. That's fine. <laughs> but, yeah. like, make, making up uh, being like, oh, my mom's coming into town today and the other one. <laughs> well, to be fair, Pam is coming into town. Oh, oh, and Melissa said I was taking, uh, no, Smith said I was taking Melissa to her Ultrasound. Sonogram. Ultrasound, my bad. Ultrasound. One of those. Something with a yeah. baby. With Neither baby. of us have clearly ever had a baby. <laughs> and listen, I'm so happy about it. Me too. <laughs> um, like, yeah. Me, me, me being a papa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to that man. Um, but what happened? And so Mona's like clearly dejected because. Yeah. She's like, oh, I thought I had friends. And, like, we see this so often where they, like, are like, sorry, Mona, we have plans without you. And, like, they could include her every... She knows about A. Like, like here's the thing. She knows about A. And... You don't have to bring her all the way in. You don't have to bring her... for an hour and then be like, hey, Pam's coming into town. I gotta go. And, like, we all have things to do in an hour. But meet uh-huh. for an hour, string her along, and then go over to wherever you're going to go. Which is shocking, by the way. But, like, here's the thing. Uh, they never... The only time Mona is ever involved in when she's like, listen, I can be valuable to you um, in whatever um, thing you're doing this week because of this specific thing. And that's the only time they're like, okay, Mona, what you got? And then they quickly discard her. Right, and it's like... 
at least make her feel like, you know, you're being persecuted too. Let's do something about it together. Let us support you in all of this. But Mona literally has to be like, oh, hey guys, I'm being bullied too. And they're like, oh, great. What information can you give us about your bully to help us with our bully? Great. See you later. Talk to you never. She put herself through community service for that. Like truly, she really did, Jay. She turned herself into the police for that. Like, I just need... I just need her to, like, get better friends. Well, here's here's my thing. I I think I've seen Mona try uh, many times to be a better person. And she's been putting in good effort with these girls. And the fact that they just don't give her the time of day is so disheartening. And I think also... Go. Developmentally, I have to remember that they're all 16 years old. I don't think Hannah's a bad friend. I think Hannah has a different interpretation of where think, their level of friendship is. I don't think Hannah's a good friend, though. Well, at least no, not agreed. Too- but I think like Hannah's like, oh, you're my party friend. You're my friend I see at school. And Mona's like, it used to be I close, was- and like there's some distance now, and they just never had the conversation about redefining their relationship, where Mona was like, no, we were besties. We were ride or dies, and now we're nothing. Hmm. Oh, truly. And she's not seeing... Like, and Hannah's, Hannah is trying to put some effort in. The problem is that she's not a good communicator. And well, that been, she's not that putting time. enough effort in. I remember that time Mona was like, Hannah, we need to talk. And Hannah's like, I'm just going to ignore her at this point in time. Yeah. And, and I really needed Mona to be like, listen, we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> like, I... I as much as I want, and I think that's the big thing. Like Mona, so badly wants to be liked and appreciated by someone, and she—I don't think she gets that from anyone else, anywhere else. But I—I yeah. I just want her to be like, you know what? This isolation—I don't like it right now. This is going to be temporary because when I go out there, I'm on a freaking last name, like Vanderwall. Vanderwall. <laughs> I got no. you. I love Mona Vanderwall. <laughs> I'm Mona Vanderwall. I am a hot stuff, and I will get friends that will appreciate and value me for my looks, my brains, my go get itness. <laughs> and yeah, 100%. I don't think, I think Gen Z is a completely different conversation, but like mm-hmm. we have to remember she's 16. She didn't okay. grow up in this whole like say what's on your mind like era of like, I like the whole therapy speak of it all. Because, mm-hmm. like, very much, like, that's how people talk to each other nowadays. Uh, is mm-hmm. like this therapy speak of, like, I need to set firm boundaries with you. And it's like, no, you can just say, like, I don't want to hang out with you. Um, or, like, and I think that she's 16, she's already insecure. And, like, I think we want that for Mona, but Mona is not there yet. That's fair. Also, as we find out later, if it is true, which I can't imagine them bringing something as heavy as a personality disorder in if it wasn't true about the character um like just it seems like a really bad pr move beyond just having your child uh character date their teacher um (laughs) oh but speaking of like there was there was one thing big thing that i think we skipped over from the scene oh Um, was it was it her calling noel noel con man Oh, Fox. Yes, that too. <laughs> that was good. Because I was like, stop it, Mono. This is why I love you. <laughs> yeah. 
But um, Noel and Jenna broke up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's like, now that Noel or Jenna broke up with Noel Con Noel Man. Con Man. <laughs> and, but what I'm trying to say is like, I think, so recently a study came out that said that people with ADHD don't have their prefrontal cortex fully developed until their early to late 30s instead of around the age of 25. Mm-hmm. Um, and it opens up a lot of research questions regarding brain development for people with other disorders too. And so you wonder, people with personality disorders and mood disorders, is their brain development different? Does she have a more childlike sense of self of, it's all about me, I don't Mm -hmm. have this, and it's not in a way of like, oh, she thinks everything's about her, but like genuinely she has a hard time understanding someone else's motivations. Mm -hmm. She has a hard time understanding that not everything has to do with her. Because for her, she is the main character of her life, which is very much early teens. Mm -hmm. And if she isn't getting the love and affection that we would expect her to get in a quote-unquote normal household, because we're talking about research, I wonder, and also we think about people who have, for example, borderline personality disorders, having very strong senses of their own, how the world relates to them, but not necessarily understanding that like Hannah has other things to do. It's not that she doesn't like you. Mm -hmm. And she's 16. So this is all just starting for her. Um, people with borderline typically don't get diagnosed, and it isn't borderline that she has for sure. It's a personality disorder, so we don't know exactly what it is. We might find out later. I'm not sure. In my memory, it's always bipolar, but that's a mood disorder, so I'm not whatever. Um, I think it's just like people are like, oh, bipolar, because that's an easy disorder to remember. (laughs) But that's not a personality disorder. But anyway... It makes me, people with borderline typically don't get diagnosed until early to mid-20s or beyond. Mm-hmm. And then things start to set into place. So it's also one of those things of like, she's very young and mm-hmm. brain development wise, I do wonder based on research we have now, if developmentally certain parts of her personality are stunted at like, a middle school phase mm-hmm. like brain other brain wise she's a genius she's the smartest character on this show like hands down for all the shit she pulled yeah uh and like she's shown that she's a genius with computers like she she is yep. very smart so smart and you can be the smartest person in the world and still be developing in other like developing at different rates for other parts of your brain yeah so that's like my whole trying to understand i didn't do any research into personal personality personality disorders going into this podcast this is all based on like my vague memory of studying the mental health my entire life plus uh an article that i came across the other day (laughs) (laughs) Uh, which I read the scientific article and I can get into detail about like ADHD and brain development, but that's not what we're here for. So fair. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's both that Hannah isn't a great friend mm-hmm. and Mona doesn't really understand her place in the world because everything is about her in her mind. Mm-hmm. When Hannah's rejecting her, 
it's not about Hannah has other things to do or Hannah wants to do something with someone else. It's Hannah hates me and loves these other people. She wants to replace me. Mm-hmm. When Allie bullies her, it's because Allie says, it's because Allie thinks that she's a worthless piece of trash, regardless of what Allie actually thinks of her, which is probably nothing. Yeah. But it's very personal for Mona. Which, understandable, if someone's treating you like crap, like, well, of course it's well, personal. Well, then I think it's, it's like, times a million in her mind. Well, because I was about to say, isn't it, isn't it that thing, um, when people have been bullied, uh, the bullied and their ashes um, has such a large lingering impact on them as a person. Yes. But like, and then when they try to confront them, there's been many stories where like, they don't even remember them. Correct. Because it's part of who they are. It's part of their daily actions. That's how they're interacting in the world. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes the, the person What's being you? bullied, thank you. The person being bullied, like that's their entire lived experience. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> it like touched my heart. <laughs> Felipe, you can cut that out if you want. Oh, that's be a nice memory. <laughs> so, speaking of blessings. Ari has been blessed. She has a place to take oh, these no. books that isn't her home. <laughs> this is not a blessing, Jay. It is not a blessing. What is she doing? So we know that Ezra is going mm-hmm. to be with his parents for a little bit because he can't teach in this town anymore, which is true. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> and so Arya still has a key to his apartment. So she just brings these girls over to Ezra's apartment. What? And she's like making them tea or whatever. He has groceries there. This like is making insane, them a little snack. And like, I think Hannah's going to sit on the, the couch or the bed or whatever. Because remember, it's a studio. Which isn't a knock on studios. It's a knock on Ezra. Like, like here's my thing, Jay. This man gave her a key. By the way, his apartment's still fully decorated. <laughs> The guitar, the guitar is still there. Like Jay, here's my thing: uh, unless he currently cannot get out of his um, rental agreement, which is like mood. Uh- <laughs> sure, but like, why leave your stuff? Like, like I'd be taking all my sheets, I'd take all my food out of the fridge. If I'm not living there, that stuff's coming with me. One time, so I I was part of a CSA, which is community supported agriculture, where like mm-hmm. my friend who was a farmer, like I pay him like. 25 bucks a week and he would bring over like this huge box of veggies one time i was going to visit home for passover which is a whole week mm-hmm. i my veggies were going to go bad oh no so i brought them on the plane with me i'm oh. talking seven pounds of vegetables <laughs> all right and i was living in mississippi at the time so like tsa was like ah oh, you got some zucchini i'm like yeah i do you know like they it was normal for them <laughs> They're like, you packing? I'm like, yeah, I'm packing. And it's like potatoes. Um, and uh, like, if I'm not going to be living somewhere and my food's going bad, I'm bringing my food. Fair enough. Like, first of all, I never saw that man play acoustic guitar, but he has one. He's a fuck boy. I was about to say, he gives off the vibes that he plays acoustic guitar. No, no, no. I think he played acoustic guitar 
twice in his life. <laughs> so I was like, wow, he's going to be a guitar. He's going to play guitar. And then he got him a guitar and brought it to college to like impress girls because he knows how to play Wonderwall and that's it. Mm-hmm. And now he has it in his bachelor pad where he preys on high school girls. Are you? But here's the thing, Jay. If you walked into Johnny Banana's home, you will also see the cookies. No, 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 no. I think it's a different level. I think he has books about feminism on a bookshelf. Oh, Ezra. Fuck boy. Oh. No, that's Johnny Bananas. Johnny Bananas has moved past basic fuck boy. (laughs) He knows how to be like, this is the guy I'm on TV. I am on TV. And this is the guy I am in real life. He has like a yoga mat rolled up. That. Well, because he works that. out, he might as well have oh, like he might as well have one, you know. Sure. Like he does not have an acoustic. Do you think if I tweet at Johnny Bananas, do you play acoustic guitar? I gen like I genuinely need to know for the good of my soul. But he would answer. <laughs> yes. Like this is not me trying to pull one over on Johnny Bananas. I have nothing <laughs> against this man. Like, like I'm not anti Johnny Bananas. I am not. Like, I find him so entertaining. I and I think it's because that. I don't have to be in a room with him all the time. Mm, like, right. my friend Zach, his brother's name is Ethan. Last night at synagogue, Ethan was being a total asshole. And <laughs> the thing is, I literally turned, and Zach's mom is sitting next to me. And uh-huh. Ethan's behind us, like, in the pews at synagogue. And I turned yeah. to, turn to Zach and Ethan's mom and I say, Ethan was my brother, I'd hate him. But he is so funny. And that's how I feel about Johnny Banana. <laughs> if I had to spend every waking moment with him, I'd hate his guts. But as a funny person who just annoys other people, I'm here for it. That being said, Fair. I don't know enough about the Banana's lore. I don't know if he's, like, super racist and homophobic. Like, I don't know. I don't want to know at this moment in time. We can talk about that off podcast. I'll be honest with you, JoJ. Like, the more I find out about some folks, the more I'm like, I wish I just knew you as a TV Didn't. character. <laughs> like, if I find out a single bad thing about CT, I'm going to be sad. We can talk off podcast. <laughs> no! <laughs> okay, let me revise that. If I, fi- you know the, the, the backyard basement TikTok guys or whatever? Yeah. If I find a single bad thing out about them. Oh my God, that hurt my heart. Oh. <laughs> and like, because CT kind of sounds like them, he's in that he's in that category for me. It's just his I, voice. Well, like here's the thing about CT, right? We we like CT because he, he went on an entire redemption story, redemption arc. Like he fits. Oh, but he, he needed like, one. He was like, yeah, he like he was like, oh, I need to work okay. on myself. Yeah, <laughs> but he worked on himself, and now he's a better person. Okay, yes. I believe in second chances. I, I agree. It was a good season of Survivor. <laughs> yeah, and I and I think CT redeemed himself. Okay. Anyway, back to Ezra's apartment. <laughs> uh, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, Block of Arner on all social media. <laughs> um, so yeah, go into Ezra's apartment and like Hannah's going to like sit on the couch or the bed or whatever. And Ari's like, mm, that's a special place. Be careful. Yeah. And the girl's like, oh my God. And it's because they like hooked up there, but like hooked up, hooked up. Like this man needs to be a Joe. Like, yeah. Like and these girls. You know who else find... fled to his parents' home? Ryan Laundry. 
who killed his girlfriend Gabby Petito. I see you on that Google. Ah, <laughs> yes, he did do that. I remember that. Also, the guy in the Idaho four case, but technically that's allegedly. So we're not the case has not been tried yet. But Brian Laundry, we know did it. So, uh, yeah. then Hannah oh, gets a text uh, from Mona asking where she is, and it's a picture of of Mona and Caleb hanging out. That's why he said you, you, you gotta have one of the girls in your line, not Caleb. How much did Mona pay Caleb for the selfie? Well, because th- that's the thing. Like, it was just last episode they hated each other's guts. Hated. <laughs> like, and what? One pep talk about how they both care about Hannah and now they're besties? Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I am trying not to go off on too many personal tangents, but. At camp one summer, um, one of our friends, I've had this friend, this friend group. One of them was taking an online like anatomy class or whatever, like physiology and anatomy and physiology class or whatever. And um, our other friend, I'm trying not to name names. Our other friend, so our friend who's taking the class is like, oh, friend number th- friend number two, would you like to study with me? I just need a study buddy, and Friend number two said, I'd rather eat glass. Gonna and like that has it. stuck with me for 10 years. <laughs> yeah. like and it. I think that's Mona's reaction to being around Caleb, but also mm-hmm. Caleb's reaction to being around Mona. And they are smiling in this selfie. They, like, are mm. hugging. Something's off. No. So, so, something's fishy with them. Um. So they're they're coming through... Uh, Allie, the girls are coming through Allie's bag and they find this postcard again for the Last Woods Resort with, uh, on the back it says number one and they're like okay I guess we should go there and I'm like okay I, like I'm watching this episode I don't have a choice can I tell you something Jay <laughs> I don't know when it, when it happened but I felt like I blocked this out <laughs> because I was like one second Mona's sending a test message the next it's very is quick. Like storming. It's like storming. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, what did I miss? Why are they here? Yeah. But but like, here's the thing. Based on what has happened in the past, I'm like, these girls just find a reason to be where they are. Yeah. But it, there's going to be a thunderstorm because there's always a thunderstorm in this show whenever something creepy is going on. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to connect some dots real quick. Okay. Well, okay. I, while you connect thoughts, I personally believe we need to rebrand on thunderstorms because I find thunderstorms so peaceful. And so yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and there, like, it was raining this morning when I was rewatching the episode, and I was like, "This feels so nice. I could do this all day, every day." <laughs> and no, thunderstorms are scary in this show. And okay, um, they're going to go to the Lost Woods uh, Resort. And the innkeeper, uh, the hotel worker guy at the front desk, uh, his name is, I think it's Harold? I didn't take down his name. Either way. he. I tried because I was like, it was a, like an older name, kind of like how Norman is an older name, Norman Bates. Norman. Um, Because this place does not look it looks like you know like a camping 
resort kind of not like resort but like a place that you would like family like a koa campground kind of place motel not like the bates motel where it's like like with the big house in the background it's like cabin in the woods-esque but not like mansion in the woods kind of like in psycho mm-hmm. and i am gonna i can co-sign it i can i, I am gonna pause this for another tangent uh okay so first of all anthony perkins yeah. uh gay icon who played norman bates love him anthony perkins he also had ties to truman capote who uh was a true crime writer and they're both gay um oh <laughs> so you should definitely watch um uh capote and the swans or whatever it is on hulu because uh, it's releasing episodes now and I want to know if it's good. Anyway, you know who else was in Psycho? Who? Janet Lee. Do you know who Janet Lee is? No. Who's Janet Lee? I bet you know her daughter. Ah! Jamie what? Lee Curtis. It's Jamie Lee Curtis! <laughs> I was like, there's some random fact in here that I know about. And so here's the thing. Yeah. I, growing up, knew Jamie Lee Curtis as the activity lady. Yeah. Wrote a book about being okay with your moods and like being like very open about like mental health and understanding your mood and like no like using your emotions like help like letting your emotions out healthily blah blah like she she's and then also for Freaky Friday. That's her. Tell me when she gets into Scream Queens like as the prince the uh, headmaster of the school or whatever I was like okay this is a funny role for her haha. Like, I didn't know she was a comedian. <laughs> Turns out she cool. is a scream queen. She is Jamie Lee Hurt Jamie Lee Curtis of Halloween fame. Mm-hmm. No one told me. Oh, you didn't know. <laughs> no, because they filmed uh the last Halloween like Halloween ends or whatever in Charleston, South Carolina. And that was after Scream Queens came out because it was when Scream Queens came out that I was like, oh, okay. She, <laughs> I didn't know she had an interest in scary things. And then my mom was like, yeah, don't you know her mom is Janet Lee from Psycho? And I was just like, why would I know? Why, why the hell would I know that mother? She's like, don't call me mother. Which is another Psycho <laughs> reference. Because um, Norman calls his mom mother. Uh, but his mom's corpse, because he, he, she's dead. Spoilers for Psycho. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, spoilers for Psycho this whole episode. But like, yeah, <laughs> turns out that Jan, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is a horror movie Nepo baby. Yes, we love that. And I love that for her. Also, Jamie Lee Curtis, super supportive of her trans child. Which we love. Like, same level of support as, like, David Tennant, uh, who is a British actor who you know, but you don't know that you know. He's very Let me famous. Google David Tennant. He was David. Doctor Who. And oh. also he was in Harry Potter. Those are the things you would know him for, but he's also in so much more. So, so I haven't seen either of those. <laughs> That's okay. You're not missing anything with Harry Potter. And um, he's not, he's in, like, 10 minutes of it, even though he's a very important character. Um, but he is like infamous for Doctor Who. 
Like I've seen his face before. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, he he's gotten in a lot of quote unquote trouble in the British press recently for for like wearing a like uh, trans lives matter like pin because. Oh, shout out to David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gotten a lot yeah, of trouble with like because he's a Harry Potter star, and how could a Harry Potter star support trans people? It's like actually all of them do, <laughs> except the writer. Like, so, like, I, like, I just needed an acting gig. Like Daniel Radcliffe is like I was like ten. <laughs> <laughs> he's like I'm trying so hard to be known as anything but Harry Potter. Like, please. Yeah. So anyway, they're driving. They go to the last Lost Woods Resort, and yes. essentially, this is straight out of Psycho, um, because uh, this guy, the manager of the hotel, is gonna knock on the window of the car and be like, "Are you Are you gonna check in? No one's been here. No, like we don't get many guests up here because uh, they built the interstate here. Uh, mm-hmm. Since they built the interstate here, which is also true in Psycho, they are building the interstate and it cuts off this motel and makes it yeah. very isolated, um, which is also a plot point that they bring up in Bates Motel. We're going to spoil everything. Um, <laughs> and he's going to check them in. Um, and Spencer's like, let's ask, let, let, can we get room one? He's like, how do you know about room one? And already we're like, uh, and he's like, because it has the best heated water. Like it has, it's the first room, so it gets all the heated water. I, I, that's that's so strange. And it's there's a thunderstorm, so it's like kind of cold outside. So like you're gonna want hot water. And like, what I can were you told you just... when you were younger? Don't take a shower during a thunderstorm. Oh, hundred percent. And also, like, you absolutely shouldn't if you live at a certain altitude. Oh, fair enough. Like if you're at the highest point, do not take a shower. Like I, I don't, I, was, I never understood why, but I, but I don't do it to this day unless it's been like storming all day, and I was like, I need to take a shower because I have valued my cleanliness over my life. Oh, uh, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, it's because if you're higher up, lightning will get to you. Ah. Uh. And also. I think lightning likes water, likes to strike water. Interesting. I think. <laughs> we can get into anyway. another personal tangent another time. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's super <laughs> creepy. He takes them uh, to room one, and Hannah trips in the mud. So she's going to need to take a shower. Oh, no. White woman falling over air. <laughs> I know. I know. So... <laughs> Hannah and Emily are trying to warm up and Spencer is watching to make sure that Harold is like going to leave soon. And Mm -hmm. Aria volunteers to go with Spencer to go and like take a look at the guest book. And Spencer's like, Oh my God, you're going to come with me. And Ari's like, of course. And Emily and Hannah are like, now we're cold. Was there some dualship between these two that I didn't know about? Now what's this big on the forums or like, where did this come from? Okay, well, I'm so glad you said that. Okay, cool. Uh, Team Sparia was totally a thing on the oh, forum. 100% fan service. Later in the episode, uh, Arya's gonna be like, I don't want to go with you to like put the guest book back. That's creepy. And Spencer's like, but we're Team Sparia. Like, that was 100% fan service. Okay, cool. The lesbians were out in full force. <laughs> Quirky nerd meets 
like awkward sexual gothic girl like <laughs> people were all over that shit interesting <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Huh. consequently no, the two a... least likable like, like the i was about to say like we have emily and hannah right there <laughs> right but no one but like no one wants a fan fiction that's like nice and sweet and fluffy <laughs> which it wouldn't yeah. be with hannah but we're not going to get into that okay so hannah's going to decide to go take a shower and wash off and meanwhile emily gets a call from maya and She's really bad signal because they're out in the middle of the woods. So she's going to leave to go and try a better signal. And she closes the door behind her. But while she she's like looking for a better, better signal, signal, we see someone in a hoodie like sneak past her and go into the into room one. We've already spoiled that Maya dies, right? Not yet. Well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> because my- we've because we thought that she might, we had we had theorized that she might have been dead this whole time. That's fair. Um, not as a ghost, but as like someone was pretending to be her. That's fair. Um, so just to push these two scenes together, um, in a v- very reminiscent of Psycho mm-hmm. scene, we see a reflection of like someone like in the shower head that isn't mm-hmm. Hannah, and um hannah's room or hannah like decides to get out of the shower she thinks someone else is there but then she realizes that the door to the room has been left wide open and we know that we know that emily shut it the audience hannah does not but she's like where'd emily go um meanwhile spencer and aria discover that vivian darkbloom also known as Allie, uh had checked in twice one of those times was when was when she was supposed to be visiting Brookhaven to meet A. And one of those times was the day before she disappeared. And we already know that Allie got back earlier than we thought she did originally. Yes. But this is just more confirmation of that. Um, and the next scene we find out that Spencer and Arya took the guest book with them. Jay, that was insane. Why would you take the entire guestbook with you? Like, you don't have to turn the light on. I get it. You don't want to draw attention. But, like, use a flashlight. Take some pictures. Like, you don't need to have the whole book with you. Like, what if he came back in the middle of the night? Right. Right. And guess, guess, let me tell you something. Or what if you fell asleep and you didn't wake up till 10 and the office opens at 8? And he knows you because no one comes around. You're the only ones there. Like, if that man was a killer. And you know what? They are being watched. Because we see on the other side of the wall, someone removes a painting from the wall, and there's a peephole, and they're being spied on while they're talking about the dance. See, that's that's one of my biggest fears. Yeah. Correct. (laughs) When they shine a light on the portrait of, like, this older woman in in the motel office... And they're like, oh, it feels like she's watching us. I was, like, expecting her eyes to move, kind of like Scooby-Doo. Ah. You know, like, how the painting's eyes move? Yes. It was just, they were just trying to be like, oh, look, a creepy mom-aged person. Because I was like, those eyes aren't watching you. (laughs) Yeah, but I was, like, expecting them to, like, dart across the room a little bit, kind of, like, spooky style, but now Which would have been interesting. Yeah. 
But um, so then they decide that there's the whole Team Sparia moment, whatever. Boo. <laughs> so they're going to hit the road. And Spencer's going to decide to go see Toby in her little Why? hybrid car. She has like Why? this little like SUV, like minivan type thing. Jay, can I ask you a question? What? Have you ever been this obsessive over an ex? Ooh. No. I'm like okay. going all the way back one by one and I'm like So here's the thing. When I break up with someone, and let's yeah. be real, I've always done the breaking up. Um <laughs> just gonna say that. I'm proud of you. <laughs> um certain person, if you're listening and I know you are because you're obsessed with me, um, I block <laughs> them on all social media immediately. And it's not because of anything they do. It's because I don't want to have to be, I don't want to get sad in two weeks and look them up. Oh, that's fair. And if I don't see their name on my social media in two weeks, I don't think about them. Ah, understood. Um, I happen to know that a certain person is obsessed with me because I have blocked them on all social media. And yet they have started rumors about me saying things to them and reaching out to them. And I have not done that. Because I mm. forgot about their existence until a couple <laughs> days ago when one of our mutual friends was like, hey, did you approach so-and-so and say this? And I was like, no. <laughs> I deleted their phone number from my phone. <laughs> That's fair. So, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. like, maybe when I was like 15, 16 years old. Maybe. Before I knew what to do. Well, like, here's my thing, right? Like, at most, like, did I care for a period of time afterwards? Yes. Um, yeah. But, like, do like, you act on that care in this way? Like, not this way. Like, pause. Not this way. Not this consistently. Like, like Toby has shown that from his actions, I do not care about you anymore. I do not want you around. And she just keeps going. If my answer, she was like, yo, AJ, we're done. Stop speaking near me. I'd be like, okay, because she might follow a restraining order. Like, if I was Toby, I would have filed a restraining order on Spencer. Yeah. That's me personally. Because Spencer's like, always she, there yeah. putting her two cents in where it don't belong. <laughs> like, yeah. Be one thing if and Toby again, it's a small town, but she has like five X's. Is she doing this five to all of them? One of them's dead. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, Toby was hired by Jason to clean away some of the debris. Honestly, from... pause, Jay. Go, go, go find Alice. Maybe he, he like, bring him bring back. Bring back Alice. Bring him back. He I think he was too busy in 90210. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, it's really sad. Um, but he had a stable job, on. you know. Hmm. The, the remake <laughs> of 90210. That's boo. I want him so, on my show. <laughs> oh, I love the new 90210. Ooh, interesting. We could, yeah. Like, it was <laughs> garbage. I loved it. <laughs> um, But yeah, he's cleaning away debris, like suitcases and stuff from the fire. And she tries to, like, talk to him about Jenna. And Toby's like, you know, maybe, maybe you should just shut up and leave. He doesn't say that, but he's like, I'm not interested in engaging with you. Yeah. And um, and Spencer says, you don't need to be that guy who acts like he doesn't care about anybody else. And leaves. And she's like crying. But, but is he acting like that? Or is he acting like, I don't care about my ex? Yeah. That's my question. 
Um, so he also receives a call. We later learn that this is from Dr. Sullivan. I thought he says Dr. Sullivan. Oh, he does? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> later, but it's like a second later. <laughs> and I was like, why is she calling him? I didn't know they were... Right. Knew each other? Besties? <laughs> hey, bestie. So, you then we, see, we cut to Jenna. She's getting out of a car, out of the driver's seat, because remember, she can see. Yes. And she takes off her sunglasses and she says, I've always thought about the day I'd see you again. And she hands something to them and says, they're all going to the party. You know what you need to do. Who's this person? Who's this? <laughs> I mean, I know, but I can't tell you. I don't know. Because here's what my gut said. My first gut said, this is A. Oh. Uh, it still might be A, but you know. Yeah. Because cause I feel like Jenna's been back at school. So mm -hmm. it's not someone who currently goes to school with Jenna. No, but it could be she's always wanted to see, like, what would it be like to physically see you again? Like, she was blind. Uh. But now she sees. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Maybe she's like, oh, one-on-one um, -on -one like this. I never thought I'd be. And also we know that if it is A, Mona looks significantly different from the last time she saw her. I don't think this is Mona. Okay. So who could it be? I think I think it's um, and we'll get to this later. I think this is Black Swan. Ooh. <laughs> um. Oh, by the way, we also get this cute little scene where like Hannah says that she Hannah's like, "Oh, Caleb canceled on me because his mom's in town." Um, he's not coming to the dance, so I don't have a date. I was going to dress up as Juliet because I didn't get the part in sixth grade and I've always wanted to be Juliet. And Emily is like, oh, well, I always wanted to be Romeo. And they decide to go to the dance together. But Emily is not dressing as a boy. And it's kind of cute. It's like friends supporting each other. I like it when friends support each other. Yeah, it was cute. Uh, and I only mentioned that because we're going to cut to the dance and it's 9 p.m. They're starting the dance at 9 they're like 16 years old. That's fine. <laughs> it is, but it's not, you know? I wish this was prom. Yeah. Because <laughs> <We'll get it. laughs> Jay, <laughs> I need time to progress. <laughs> That's what I want. That's my biggest ass right now. <laughs> so a masked person comes up behind Hannah and whispers in her ear. And she's like, Caleb, you're not supposed to be here. And he goes, my name is Romeo. And it turns out that Mona and Caleb were hanging out to pick out an outfit for Caleb, which is very sweet. That was sweet. Except, was it? What do you mean? <laughs> Think about it. Think about how sad Hannah was finding out that Caleb canceled on her for the dance. Yeah. Only to find out that so it's it's kind of interesting because Hannah is not a great friend. We know that to Mona. Correct. Correct. But Mona also, like every time she does something nice for Hannah, it also comes with like a double-edged, it's like a double-edged sword. Does it? Yeah. I disagree. She throws a party for Hannah and then A steals the money that her mom stole. 
and then makes okay. her eat a whole bunch of cupcakes <laughs> okay. and like re-engage with her eating disorder over it. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> you, you're not wrong about that. <laughs> like everything she does, knowing that she's A, she's like, <laughs> I'll be your best friend. I'll do good things for you, but it's going to come at a cost. And if Mona is this great friend that she says that she is, she wouldn't torture Hannah. She would do everything she could to get Hannah back. I believe personally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if Hannah was a better friend, then Mona would not have done everything she's done. And I stand on that. Okay. Because <laughs> here's the thing, right? I, I'm, I'm going to tell you my big thing, and I was going to say this later. Go. Go ahead. I decided I am on a side. I, once it was revealed it was Mona, I had a moral dilemma. I was like, A has done a lot of terrible things that I adamantly disavow. However, 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 <laughs> like Mona is the person that has been, at least at this point, the t- episode title is Unmasked. That's the person they unmasked to be A. And I'm over here like, I don't agree what you get did, but I understand it. Like, I, I see how you've been treated by these girls, by um, Allison. I can understand how someone can be pushed to their breaking point and then do some uh, not great things. I cannot agree with it, but also be like, you know what? Hannah, you were being terrible to um, Mona when she didn't deserve it. Y'all did just sit here and let Allison torment this woman, this girl, for years on end. Like, yeah. Like, I remember a long time ago, we was like, send these girls to therapy. Like, honestly, Mona needs someone to talk to about everything she's been through. Because... Yeah. Maybe uh, Dr. Sullivan. Maybe Dr. Sullivan. Because she's been through some traumatic stuff. Yeah. And and, and I think, I don't know if we said it, but I think there's been several times in the series where I've seen Mona basically cry for help and Hannah actively ignore her. You're not wrong. But also, <laughs> yes. Everything she's we've never seen her do something nice for Hannah that didn't have some sort of like kick to it. That didn't have some sort of kick. <laughs> she invited Hannah to her party, then she hit her with a car. <laughs> Did she know? Either she did or someone else did in her name, on her orders. <laughs> That's fair. But, so but guess what, Jackie? Let me tell you something, Jackie. You can fight me. She shouldn't have been there. <laughs> she was uninvited. <laughs> You're not wrong. But a good friend would show up anyway. <laughs> fair enough. Whether it was at Camp Mona or Chicago. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so Caleb and Hannah are going to go dance. Uh, and Spencer, like, saw the whole thing. And she and she goes up to Mona. She's like, I know what you are. And Mona's like, what? And she's like, you think you're all tough and, like, popular. And, like, you put on this, like, whole act about being a mean girl. But the truth is that you are a great friend to Hannah. Can't please. Can I tell you something, yeah. Jay? At this moment, I was like, one or two things going to happen. 
Mona's A. And we're going to find out. Or Mona's going to die. <laughs> because... <laughs> I was like, there is no in between. <laughs> I believe in one of the books. Again, yeah. I haven't read the books, but I believe in one of the books, Mona does die. Mm. She falls off <laughs> the cliff and she does die. <laughs> because I was like, this this is feeling like a very much a uh, closing the book episode. That's what it's starting to feel for Mona. Yeah. Like, oh, no. <laughs> I was getting nervous for Mona. I was getting nervous. <laughs> well... Don't get too nervous because we're going to have another one of your fan favorites. Oh, no. A flashback. A flashback. Okay. This flashback's very different because Allie is really the only person. Because we're going to talk about the last time Mona saw Allie Mm -hmm. from Mona's point of view. And Allie is the only one in full color. Everything else is black and white-ish. And yeah, so we see Allie dresses Vivian Darkbloom uh, in a red coat. And Mona's like, oh my god, what are you doing here? It's so great to see you. And Allie's like, shh, and like, don't say who I am. And uh, and there's this weird exchange where Allie is like, go away. And can I tell you a secret? And um, and Mona's like, yeah, you can tell me a secret. The Allison De Laurentiis is going to tell me a secret. Oh my gosh, it's like we're friends. And Allie says, this is not a game. You can't tell anyone that you saw me here. What do you want? And Mona says, to become popular. And Allie mm-hmm. writes her phone number down, gives it to Mona, and then, like, leaves. And it's very clear that Allie is spying on someone. And Mona's, like, 99% sure uh, is some boy. Mm-hmm. Um. But we know that Allie was looking at A. Yes. Because we know what uh, what Spencer and the girls know. Correct. Meanwhile, while all this is happening, Jenna is texting someone and Arya watches her from across the room. And we don't know. And we don't see that Jenna, like, like we see Jenna put her mask back on, essentially. So like, She's not looking at Jenna. Um, mm-hmm. But Arya is entering a maze and Jenna's following her. And at the end of the maze, there's Ezra. Why? Why? Correct. Like, and this is when I was like, is this at the school? Because the ball's on this man. <laughs> That's why I was like, this cannot be at the school. Because this man right. should not be here. This, that would be so gross. That would be so disgusting. I, yeah. Jay, I, I thought I was done with this man. I thought I would like, never see him again. Also, they cut back and forth in scenes where he's wearing a mask and he's not wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. And he has two different masks. One of which is like super flimsy and like kind of see-through and the other one is like solid gold colored. So like... I, I'm going to be honest with you, Jay. I saw that solid gold color one. I was like, I have a similar mask yet. I had a similar mask to that. Yeah, but like the point is like there was one point where he was wearing a mask that, like, you could still see his face. Oh, that's fair. And, like, this is a grown-ass man in public. So, while Caleb and Hannah are dancing, uh, Spencer is gonna call Emily and say that uh, something made Mo- something that Mona said made Spencer realize that no one checked into room two before Allie went missing. 
So she and Mona are going to go to the motel to look for more clues. Yes. And we see a bunch of like cuts to like Hannah and Caleb and then a little bit of like Arya and Ezra, which we'll get to. But Mo- the important part is Mona is going to go to the motel with Spencer. J- NJ, I was, <laughs> I, I think I was on so much alert. I was like, oh no, this is how Mona dies. This is the end of Mona. <laughs> Jay, I, I, I was stressing for our girl. I was stressing. <laughs> and like Mona is like genuinely like scared looking this whole time. <laughs> yeah. She's like a little freaked out. Yes. Um. <laughs> And Spencer's going to sit and get some tea to distract uh, Harold while Mona steals the key to room two. And then okay. they open the door. Mm-hmm. And you know what a murder board is, right? I can take a guess. Like if the police are like creating like a profile and they'll connect like with red string on a board, like yes. pictures. That would have been my guess. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that for the whole room. It was like pictures of the girls. It's like creepy as fuck. And there's wig, blonde wigs, and there's clown masks, and like the dolls. Like everything that A has used against these girls is in that room. This was this was genuinely the scariest the show has ever been. I was like, yeah. this is horror. I was like, this is horror. <laughs> yeah, and Mona's like, what the hell is this? And then Zer is like, this is A's lair. Oh my god. I can't believe we finally found it. And I can't believe that Spencer's ringing Mona, of all people. Mona, who they won't let in on the secret with a 10-foot pole. Correct. And she's like, let's let's go find out what's in this weird, mysterious room. I don't know. With no one else around. Where you don't have good cell service. We can say a lot about Mona. Uh, But I would say, Mona has done, I think, a good enough job of on Spencer specifically. Yes. Of like maybe not being let in on all the stuff that they know, but being like, listen, I'm here. If you need something, I got you. Yeah. So and that. like again, this lair is like straight out of a horror movie. Pictures of alley, newspaper clippings, dolls, maps, blueprints of buildings, like you name it, it's there. The voodoo doll from uh, Halloween. Not yes. the movie franchise, but from the Halloween episode of Pretty Little Liars. Yes. Um, that was a good episode. Yeah, speaking of horror, Ari and Ezra are having their first official dance, and Ezra, the creep it's like, I want to see your face. No, you don't. At a masquerade dance in public. No, you don't. <laughs> like, like, he could not have said that. Like, those could not have been his actual genuine words. Like, I thought that multiple times throughout this episode. I was like, no one speaks like this, but also, like, this show <laughs> gives, like, early, 20, early 20s just found out about BDSM and is writing a fanfic vibes. Mm. I can see that. Just the way that, like, we'll find out later that the flashback was fake. It was a story. It was a lie that Mona told. But yeah. like that whole scene felt weird. The whole Spencer Parvati stare of like, I'm good at hide and seek. Felt like yeah. there's a lot of like weird power moments in this. 
that like you like you can tell that they knew people were writing like nasty fan fiction and they wanted <laughs> to work with no don't no they don't need anything else to work with i know <laughs> i know that you know that <laughs> like we're good honestly you can look and give them less <laughs> just, and just yeah, and it was, Tumblr was still active, and like there were the gifts of Arya taking off her mask, being used in every context oh, you can no. imagine. Oh no! And they're Ugh. kissing in public. Like they're still in. Jenna's watching. Like that's my thing. This is a small town. People know who Ezra is. People know that's a child. <laughs> And also, like you would think, oh, this is in the maze. There's no one else there. There are other people no, in the maze. They are in they dancing. Are, no, there are people dancing around them. They yeah. weren't like in a secluded corner or nothing. They were just in the middle. Yeah, I will say it was really funny that some of them were wearing like those really goofy like purge masks because <laughs> I didn't want to give everybody a masquerade mask. And I was like, oh, I I know the high school kids that are in those. Like I know that kind of guy. But like also. <laughs> Yeah. I like it. Um, and then Paige comes up in a suit and she approaches. Why is Paige here? Why is Paige here? <laughs> and I think it's because they wanted everyone who could potentially be A to have airtime in this episode. To be like, oh, Paige is back. That's creepy. Jay, I haven't thought about this girl in months. <laughs> but if Jay, if Paige was A, that would be so bad of a reveal. That would that yeah. would be a bad like oh my gosh. Like here's my thing. Here's my number one thing. I don't think I could ever forgive Paige for trying to kill Emily. <laughs> Over swimming. And like not as A. Not as A. She said, Emily, this is me, Paige trying to murder you. <laughs> And then we found out that, like, the actress is, like, kind of, like, a right-wing nut. And we're like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> um, so Paige is like, I wish I didn't let you go the first time around. And Emily's like, you just weren't ready. Um, and Emily's like, and, she, and Paige is like, I'll be anything you want me to be. Which is, again, desperate and creepy. It's all desperate and creepy. Like, like, Jay, if someone said those words to me, I'd be off-put so quick. I was like, I need space. Can you be that? Can you be space? Can you be a tree and leaf? Be a tree and leaf. <laughs> um, but yeah, Emily's like, I could use a friend. And, and Paige is like, okay, we're friends. This isn't the first day of college, girl. You can't just walk up to someone and be like, we're friends now. Listen, I like the energy though of being like, "Yo, me and you." But she doesn't go like with the whole like, "Oh my god, like I like your, I like your dress. We should be friends." It's like I've been, I tried to murder you once, but we should be friends. <laughs> like, like it's not even that casual. It's like, like you said, like, "Oh my gosh, Emily, I'll be anything you want me to be." <laughs> yeah, and it's like, mm, I want you to be gone. Please. Um, so. Spencer and Mona are looking at the items in the lair and Mona sees sketches of a masquerade costume and it's for a black swan. Ooh. Do you know anything about the black swan? 
No. Okay. So the Black Swan is a ballet. Um, yeah. And um, and in the ballet, um, uh, there one of the character, the one of the villains, tries to prince uh, trick the prince into believing that the villain's daughter is really the princess because they look alike, mm-hmm. and um the black swan because her costume is black is actually the evil double of the white swan the princess who is wearing a white costume and usually it's the same ballerina performing the same part and in the books Allie has a twin an evil twin um and so there was a huge theory that this could be Allie's twin Hmm. um also it could refer to the black swan theory um and that theory is when there's an event that is a surprise to the audience that has a major impact um but after it happens people the watchers or the readers rationalize it with hindsight so we know that the black swan and the white swan are two different people Mm -hmm. but the audience is learning that in real time. And then afterwards, they're like, oh, yeah, obviously, one was wearing white and one was wearing black. Yes. Um, and, you know, we get all these hints that maybe Mona is A, but it's not until we, we get the confirmation bias that we're able to say, oh, yes, it was definitely Mona. That's fair. I like the twin theory, though. I, I, yeah. I think I, I'm low-key in the twin camp. Like... <laughs> If, if you were going to ask me, so AJ, who's the black swan? Allie's twin. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. You, you've, I, you've thought about Allie having a twin before. Yeah. Cause, uh, or, or a hidden sibling or something like that. Yes. Someone hiding in Jason's house. Yes, correct, correct, correct. And because I also noticed in this episode, uh, Hannah was also the person wearing white. And mm-hmm. I know, uh, what was it? Allie's mom has mentioned how similar her and Allison looked before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I like I like the sibling theory. Yeah. And and, yeah. and, and, and Jenna could be like, yo, I never thought I'd see you again. <laughs> and it was like Allie's sister the entire time. Right? It's because, you know, Allie's been showing up a lot of places. She really had. Uh, for Emily, for Spencer... For Hannah in the hospital. For Hannah. for Hannah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. I could, I, I could buy that. I honestly, I could buy that theory. I just do not hate that theory personally. Okay, so putting it down, Allie has a hidden twin. And, and, and guess what? That would be such a surprise for people who did not read the books. <laughs> right? <laughs> like you're telling me she had a twin, <laughs> and no one decided to bring her up. <laughs> Right, like the whole time. Like Jason said nothing. <laughs> like the girls didn't know. Mess. Um, so meanwhile, Spencer is starting to notice things falling into place and Mona offers Spencer a piece of gum. And like Mona has been like kind of weirded out this whole time, but then all of a sudden she's like, Do you want some gum? And she says it like she's like weirdly comfortable with the situation all of a sudden. I and, will say, sometimes when I get nervous, I do just start popping to text. Sure, but, like, 
you probably are like, this is weird. Do you want some gum? Or like, you probably wouldn't say it as happily as Mona said it. It was just uh, like, there's a switch. Okay, I, I can do that. And um, Spencer says no. And then she's like, oh my gosh, this is Allie's diary, which had been stolen. <gasps> that was missing from Allie's things. And Mona's like, no way. And she goes to go find uh, more gum in the car. And uh, Spencer uh, sees a bag of cashmere sweaters. Now, who do we know recently went shopping for cashmere sweaters? No, I like say I would not count this as recently. It, okay, but also, like, we've had a lot of time for us watching the episode. Like, we take <laughs> weeks between, but, like, of all but the no, things we know, this no that Mona has broke done. Up for him. Like, she got that when Nolan, her and Noel broke up, correct? Yes. Like, no got a whole nother girlfriend and broke up with a whole nother girlfriend. Like, it's, it's been a minute. Yeah, but, like, for Spencer, like, she doesn't know that much about Mona. Not fair enough. Um, and so when Mona returns, she's wearing all black, and she's wearing a, the black hoodie, and she knocks Spencer unconscious with a flashlight. Why did she turn? Because <laughs> she... she's like, shit, Spencer's smart. She's figured it out. She knows I'm A. I need to, like, get the dirty work done. Here's, here's my thing, right? I, I, I got a suggestion, Jay. Ready for this one? Don't take her to the motel. <laughs> well, I think for Mona, she probably was like, it's more suspicious if I stop her from doing that. If she's going to, if you think she's going to find out, you stop her before she, while you can still blindside her. Well, she blindsided her. She knocked but her she out. But she found flashlight. out. Like, 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 Jay, what would have been the harm if, like, you know, we're driving up there and then, like, Oops. <laughs> um, Mona could die. <laughs> you're not wrong. And that's bad for all of us. That you're not wrong. I, so I guess I assumed she had that plot armor. <laughs> so here here here's the thing. Yes. I I am the person who will say Hannibal Lecter did no wrong in Silence of the Lambs. If he did wrong things leading up to Silence of the Lambs. I don't know about it. Okay. Um, did he bite the face off a cop? Yeah, but a cab. Um, similarly, uh, Mona uh, has done some things that are pretty horrific, and some yes. of them we can justify. Like what? You were the one that was talking about it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rewind the podcast. <laughs> like. But... <laughs> This episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I was like, I oh, don't know. She she hit someone with a car. She she like right. she likes Emily's drug um cream with drugs. Right. I'm not saying. I'm not <laughs> saying. Listen, I support gay rights, <laughs> and I also support gay wrongs. And was it not Mona who said in episode one, you know what? this is going to sound like I'm a lesbian, but Hannah, you're hot. <laughs> Case closed, your honor. Honestly, I'm convinced. I only brought up Hannibal Lecter 
because people will say he's the villain of that movie. He is not. If you have seen Silence of the Lambs, there's a whole other serial killer in that movie that they were trying to catch. Hannibal Lecter does nothing wrong in that movie. He attacks Mm -hmm. a cop. What did Mona do in this episode? She hit Spencer in the face with a flashlight? Spencer deserved that. What does Spencer do, though? Figure she it out? She stole Melissa's ring, for starters. Yeah. <laughs> and she needs to pay for it. I agree. But that's not justice for Mona to bring. And why not? <laughs> God works in mysterious ways, my friend. For example, you could be out in the middle of the ocean, your boat has started to sink, and you say, God, send me, like, God, save me, I'm going to drown. I am a good swimmer, but I'm in the middle of the ocean, I cannot make it ashore on my own, my boat is sinking, and God says, all right, I'll save you, and sooner or later, a cruise ship comes by, and the cruise ship offers you a lifeboat, and you say, no, 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 God's going to save me, but thanks so much, I think it got a little more swimming in in me. Uh Keep on swimming. And then a less nice, fancy boat. It's a yacht, not a cruise ship, comes by. And it's not a fancy yacht, but it's like it's a fine yacht. Kate isn't on board. She's not the stewardess there. So it's not like top tier. Uh, but <laughs> they say, yo, dude, come on our boat. AJ, we can save you. And you say, no, I believe in God. Finally. Finally, Felipe comes by in a rowboat. And he says, dude, hop in. I need my number one podcaster to stay alive. Get in the fucking boat. <laughs> and you say, mm, God's going to get me. And then you drown. You get to the gates of hell or heaven or wherever you're going to end up. <laughs> and you say, God, why did you not save me? And God said, I sent you three fucking boats. One of which had your best friend in it. Oh, that's funny. You were waiting on me? I sent Felipe in a, in a lifeboat. <laughs> God works in mysterious ways. Spencer got what was coming to her. Just like that cop in Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> All right, Jay. All right. Welcome to my church. I am <laughs> Is this what it's like being a Christian? <laughs> I heard that story once from uh, from a Christian friend of mine. I was like, mm, "This definitely like reeks of like Christian like Bible camp." <laughs> you know. So yeah. You know. <laughs> um, so all I'm saying is, what did Mona do wrong to Spencer? To Spencer. That's like asking what she did to Arya. She's done nothing but try to help Arya. I stand by that. And Mona is a good friend. <laughs> we are back full circle, baby. Mona's a real good friend. Mona has been anti-pedophile this whole time. Come on the podcast, Mona Vanderwall. She actually, come on, Mona. We'll have you. We will justify your wrongs. Get her on the pod. Her and Johnny Bananas. <laughs> I didn't say he did nothing wrong. I'm just saying sometimes bullying is justified. <laughs> <laughs> and you know oh Johnny Bananas would have put Trishel in her place. Yay! 
So the other girls are going to find Hannah. So it's now the three of our four. So Arya, uh-huh. Hannah, and Emily. And they're like, who is that girl? They see the black swan. Because Mona was supposed to text Hannah. That didn't happen. She was too busy with a costume change. Um, and the black swan is talking to Jenna and then talking to Lucas. And then they try to get a closer look to be like, who is she? But the woman starts running away. And they're like, oh, that can't be good. We know A is here. And this girl's running away. We got to find her. Uh, but she escapes out a back door, which locks behind her. And all they have is a feather from her dress, Cinderella style. A feather. Like, like Jay, was I, I the only person that was like, feather. "Yes, like a goddamn feather." Like it's not even her shoe. <laughs> Let me examine your dress. Are all the feathers still there? Let me tell you the answer, Jay. No, <laughs> I've never seen anything with feathers where all the feathers stayed on. Feathers are you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, so like they they'll never know. And also, it's like it's a black feather. It's not like it's like fuchsia or something where it's like, oh, this is a weird color. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a black feather. Who knows? There's a whole breed of bird called black bird. Fair. There's lots of black feathers out there. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> so Spencer's gonna wake up in the car, uh, and she is scared because Mona is not driving safely. I would also be scared. I would also be scared. I don't know how I got in that car. <laughs> Last thing I know, Mona hit me with a flashlight. Yeah. And um, Hannah tries to call Spencer, but the phone isn't working. So Aria calls instead. And they realize that Hannah's phone has been set to record every time it's turned on. What? And we know that only a few people have had access to Hannah's phone. That's Caleb. Ashley. And Mona. Mona. And honestly, it could be any of these three. Wait a minute. Mona gave her the phone. Oh yeah, this is her new her new phone. You're right. Yeah. So Caleb Mona. and Mona. <laughs> so Spencer's gonna answer that that phone call. Uh, Can we talk real quick? Yeah. Mona did a terrible job. Like, Mona, you knock that girl out. Let me tell you what you do next. You make sure she has nothing on her. Her phone. They her friends will not be able to find her. She will not be able to contact no one. You if blindfold she, her. You cut. You cuff her. Like, she's blindfolded, she's cuffed, she's in the back seat. You know what? No, in the front seat so you can see her. <laughs> yeah. And, and guess what? Her stuff, back in the motel room. You're not taking on that with you. You dispose of that later. Dispose- yeah. And you should be Mona. wearing gloves. 100%. Bad job, Mona. Um, but you know what? She's thinking impulsively <laughs> at this point. She's not her best self. She had enough time to do a costume change. Well, start thinking. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. Um, but she's 16. She has time to learn and grow. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so Spencer's going to answer the phone call, like, with a video, like, video FaceTime, whatever, like, super secretly. And they hear the conversation. And uh, Spencer is, like, asking all these questions about, like, why are you doing this? How did you know this? And, like, Spencer, like, kind of insinuates that, like, Mona couldn't have done this all by herself. And Mona's like, you're not the smartest person in this car. And there's just the two of them. I agree. <laughs> but I found that so funny. Can you imagine if I was like, AJ, you are not the smartest person on this Zoom call. I'd be like, I agree. It's I not true. No, that is 100% fact. I am not the smartest. <laughs> are we talking book smarts? Like literal books? Yeah. Okay, then yeah. 
We're talking like literally anything else? <laughs> you could beat me. You can beat me a lot. We haven't played trivia yet together. Oh, I'm bad at trivia because I think I know everything and then I don't. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I remember that. No, I don't. Um, okay. But yeah, um, Hannah is like completely shocked that Mona could be A. She's like, that's my friend. How could my friend do that? And I'm like, yeah, she hit you with a fucking car. Or at least she knows who did. Yeah. Honestly, I'd be she a, made a, you re-engage with your eating disorder. Jay, if you told that to me, I would have been in awe too. Like I just wouldn't believe it. So I, uh, under, but- I understand Hannah one hundred percent. Like Arya and um, I would be like, "Come on, Hannah! Like let's get going, Mona's a what's new? Like that's a bombshell." Like, right, like you, you can't shake her out of that shock, and I get that. Correct. But like also, like we find out Mona has a gun. And Jay, I'll be honest with you. Oh, you're in America. Use the gun. Use the gun. But also, I'm like, oh, if I'm Hannah, I'm putting the pieces together. I'm getting a plan together right now. Like, Mona has a gun. That will soon be my gun. Like, you, you won't say you have a gun and not ready to use it. Well, so Spencer is, like, thinking on her feet. And she's like, we're not going to make it to lookout point if you keep driving recklessly. So now they know that they need to go to lookout point. Because Spencer clued them in. So they hang up the phone, which I would not have done. Uh, I would have kept Spencer on the phone as long as I could. Correct. But Mona's like, I always admire you, and I'm going to give you a choice. You can join the A-team, or you can disappear. Jay, when I tell you, I popped. I was like, A-team! I love that! (laughs) That is so much fun! (laughs) So is there already an A-team, or is Mona being like, no, we're going to make it a team. The two of us are a team. I think there's already a team. Yeah, we've already seen, like, Jenna and all them. Well, well, here's my thing. Do we genuinely believe Lucas is a part of A-team? I don't not believe that. You know, fair enough. I think anyone could be part of the A-team. Except the core four. And Ezra. He's stupid. (laughs) And Caleb. It sounds like there's a lot of people you don't think could be part of the A-team. No, but like, you know, the core main characters, I think anyone we've suspected in the past could probably be on the A-team. Like, here's my thing, right? I feel like Lucas' last name has just been, like, been portrayed as such a goofball. Like, yeah. Mona Mona has been displayed also as not a serious character, but, like, she will also have her moments where it's like, ah. But we've seen Lucas kind of have a dark side. When he stole Caleb's money and... <laughs> but, like, he was acting kind of, like... Because he weird. lost his money. <laughs> he lost it. Yeah, but he was, like, acting, like, kind of, like, weird and dark towards Hannah, too. He liked her. And he yeah. Weird. But, like, I can see him wanting to get revenge. I can see him being an incel. <laughs> Fair enough. You're telling me men, you don't know any white men that act like that? Um, I think I'm lucky to say no. Like, I'm not talking about personally, but you haven't heard any stories? Of, like, there's so many stories of white men acting that way. Acting what way? Like, Lucas? Like, yeah, like, Lucas, like, it, yes, like if stories. anybody... Yeah, like, it's on the news all the time. Like, every other week, there's some guy in, like, England or, you know, Kentucky or New York or wherever where, like, 
their cousin said no to them on a date, so they shoot her. Sorry, that's a Nick Wilson shout out. <laughs> I think I broke AJ. Uh, that was wild. Ever, ever since Nick Wilson decided he wanted to be a politician, like, someone should have told that man no. <laughs> <laughs> she was told him no a long time ago. <laughs> no is a complete sentence. Truthfully. Um. But yeah. Um. But like, but like, my, my thing was um the big thing about the A team is like, I feel like there's a sense of deception with the characters that we have so far discussed that could be A. And I understand Lucas what is like a weird creep, but he don't feel deceptive. So. Impulsive, yes. Like, I'll give you false. It's weird, one hundred percent. What if there's what, an mm-hmm. A team that's like the inner, like the capital A team, mm-hmm. who are in charge, and then like when they need Lucas to do something, they manipulate okay. him to do, into doing something because they they make him think it's because he needs to get back at Hannah for saying no. That's fair. Like he's like their little like minion. I can see him being a minion. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. So Spencer basically is like, is this because of Allison? Because we let Allison bully you? And Mona's like, I got over that so long ago. Which like clearly isn't true. <laughs> like that's such a clear lie. Like she's not over Allie bullying her. No, Mona. no. Like what? <clears throat> No, 100% she ain't. But uh, she says that she is, and she's like, I'm only doing this because like, I'm, because you're stealing Hannah from me. Like, but, here's my thing, right? Uh, even though, like, is that partial truth? Maybe. Uh, like, I think I'm not doing this to you because of Allie. Like, this, that's why I might believe more from her. Like, um, I'm still have these issues with Allie, but my issues with Allie has nothing to do with my actions towards you. Like, because yes. I, <laughs> I noticed from all these girls, like, let's call a spade a spade. They like to deflect a lot of the bad stuff they've done in the past onto Allie now that she's not here. Mm-hmm. And has not taken the It's like Survivor. It's real easy to say someone else is <laughs> yeah. saying stuff behind your back when that person's been voted out. Mm-hmm. Correct. <laughs> and what is death if not being voted out of the tribal council we call life? <laughs> True. <laughs> um and also remember Mona was A for Allie. A for Allie. Was Brown. A yeah. was Allie's A. Yes. Because Mona made up the whole thing of seeing Allie in Brookhaven because Allie was really spying on her in Brookhaven as A. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the, Mona the, became A because of Allie and continued I... being A because yes. of the girls. Correct. But my question was, when Allison died, did she know Mona was A? What do you think? I don't think so. I I think she might... I think she maybe she was getting close, might have had a hunch, but she never got the confirmation. Interesting. That's what my gut says. Do you think 
Mona was sneaking around in like an all black outfit when she was doing like her errands as A? Or do you think that she just like didn't look like her nerdy Mona self? I, I'm gonna say the black outfit because I rem I remember in the um, flashback episode which I liked, um, Mona was like just wearing a black cat costume, and Allison was like, "Oh, who are you?" And she's like, "Oh, you don't but know like me yet, when, but you're gonna find out." When Allie's spying on A in Brookhaven, oh, in Brookhaven, what did she see? Yeah, does she see Mona just going shopping for dolls? I don't think so. I wouldn't think so. I don't or know did she see someone? But it's weird if someone's wearing like all black and a, a hoodie with the hood pulled up, going into like the doll store buying dolls. Like here's what here's what I feel about Allison. If I know anything about Allison, this is my gut says. Uh, this would be so much easier if this took place in 2020 and everyone was wearing masks. Correct. <laughs> uh, but she was she wouldn't sit on this. Like right. I feel like Alice Allison is the she got the information now she's going to act on it. Right. She's far I, more action-oriented. Yeah. But, like, what does she see when she spies on A? I don't know. And does she see Mona, or does she see Jenna? Well, it wouldn't be Jenna, because Jenna's blind at that point. Does she see the Black Swan? Does she see, like, whoever this other person, whoever else is up? Does she see Lucas? running errands like you know who does she see in brookhaven because if my, she saw my, mona she would have confronted mona she knows who it is. maybe she did confront mona but i don't think she would have just saw mona like she might have saw she like can... she might have saw mona with the black swan and the black swan means something important to um allison and she's like nah mona why are you talking to her that's the trick <laughs> and um, that's really what they were talking about. So we'll get to this later, but if there is a confrontation, is it Mona that killed Allie? We can get there later. Allie died of suffocation. <laughs> and blunt force trauma. Okay. I, I, You will not convince me that Ian was not the person who hit her. With a shovel? <laughs> yes. Okay. I believe full heartedly that that man thinks he killed Allison. <laughs> he thought he killed Allison. It doesn't mean that he did kill Allison. Correct. We've seen a lot of bold white men think things. <laughs> that, you're not wrong. Uh, Hannibal Lecter included. And Nick Wilson. Here we go. Bringing up Nick Wilson again. <laughs> I opened the door for evidence. You did. <laughs> See, I'm using legal term now. Legal terms now. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's because AJ's studying law. <laughs> um, this podcast is unhinged. Oh, Jay, this is why it's my favorite. <laughs> but like, especially this one, because there's just so much bullshit in this episode. Like, like, like here's, um, here's the thing, right? Um, at least with like the first episode, the first finale, season one. Like a lot of stuff happened, but I was like, okay, I'm with you. A lot of stuff is happening here, and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. It's hard like, to this... follow, right? Like, because, like, yes. Mona, we were on her side for so long. Mm -hmm. We know she's smart. We know she's clever. We know that she can be catty. 
Yes. But we think she's we think she's Parvati. <laughs> but she's really the Black Widow. Yes. Like, what? we are Eric here. <laughs> we were like, who is this woman? Correct. And technically we would be Natalie Bolt. She's Natalie Bolton then, but that's another story for another time. She uh, wore her pants on jugular. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw I saw that photo shoot I that saw she the one... put out this week. Listen, if you're telling Natalie Bowman is to Parvati as Mona is to Hannah, I'd buy it. <laughs> Lesbians all the way down. <laughs> um, but yeah, Spencer's like, Mona, you shouldn't shoot me. <laughs> Hannah's still your friend. I will, she's like, essentially pleading for her life. She's like, listen, I will do anything I will never talk to Hannah again. Whatever you want me to do, just don't fucking shoot me. Hannah is your friend. You don't need to torture us. And I think at the end of the day, like Spencer's telling the truth here. The problem is Hannah's not a good friend now that no. she has all these other girls in her life. She really ain't. Not to Mona. Uh, so it, pleading isn't working. So Spencer pulls the emergency brake. Always know where the emergency brake is in a car. And Mona jumps out of the car as the other girls uh, are driving up. And Hannah is, like, about to hit Mona with the car. I think like, she was. Like, literally, it is, this is the tit for the tat right here. Yeah, I would have hit Mona. Because the car crash. Well, pause. I would not have hit Mona with the car. <laughs> no, I would have said Mona has done nothing wrong. <laughs> It's not but like, true, but it's how I feel. But like, if Hannah had hit Mona with the car, I would have understood. Yes. Uh, but <laughs> she's able to stop the car in time, which honestly is miraculous. That is an act of God. Welcome you know to the what? church of Jay. <laughs> uh, but Arya and Emily are like, don't hit her. And she's like, God, fine. And like, panic sets in. And she like, hits the brakes. Um... <laughs> And Mona screams, and she runs and tackles Spencer uh, and tries to push Spencer off of lookout point. She's like, shit, everything's falling apart. I have one last chance to, like, get rid of Spencer. Mm -hmm. And so she's going to push Spencer off the cliff, but Mona falls off the cliff. And they stare down the cliff, horrified that Mona so, has fallen. So, Mona, here's your first mistake. Um, you have a gun. <laughs> I have a question here. I got an answer. <laughs> Again, not to bring in legal situations or current alleged events. Oh, dear. Where's Mona's parents? Great question. That is an amazing question. Oh, my gosh. Where are her parents? Because I'm thinking about another situation where a child had a gun at a school. And his parents are now on trial. As they should be. Yeah. For alleged neglect mm -hmm. and child endangerment. Mm -hmm. I say that because the closing arguments were yesterday and we don't have a verdict yet. But um, essentially having multiple guns in the home and their first thought was when they heard there was a shooting at the school and that they weren't hearing from their son was, shit, let's go make sure we know where our guns are. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just thinking, like, where are Mona's parents? 
are they giving her money for all this? This stuff has to be expensive. It really does. Like, she has technology out the wazoo. Her parents don't care. She has all these different... I mean, it's black hoodies. But, like, (laughs) all these different outfits. Like... Yeah. Is there one A hoodie that, like... It's like the sisterhood of the traveling pants. And it, like, sometimes it'll fit Melissa. Sometimes it fits Ian. Sometimes it fits Jenna. (laughs) Like, do they all buy it from the same store? Is it all the same brand? Because I'm going to be real. I don't see Lucas wearing the same brand as Mona. I don't, it can't be the same brand. It can't. I mean, I can see Mona and Melissa wearing the same brand. Like, Mona and Melissa? Well, I can see that. But then Ian? He's not wearing women's clothes. He's a transphobe. I can tell. I saw his face. Well, the character, not the actor. The actor is a lovely person, I'm sure. My response is, it's a black hoodie. It's it's not... Yeah, but not all blacks are... Like, not all black clothing is the same black clothing. Have you ever, like, <laughs> worn black pants and a black shirt, and you're like, these are two different shades of black? I'm being 100%. very careful right now yeah because black history month you don't want to offend <laughs> i don't want to offend outside of black history month either to be clear <laughs> no but i understand and not yeah. all blacks are the same and that's okay <laughs> jay get off the ledge, jay, get off the ledge. <laughs> like like spencer i'm just gonna push mona right off <laughs> I didn't say they were worth more or less than others. I'm just saying they're not the same. <laughs> but no, I understand. Like all worthy sometimes, and love. sometimes, sometimes those black black pants be faded. I'm like, why are you faded? Why are you faded? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just have many questions about this A team. How it all works, like. Uh- like, if this is an A-team, how central was Mona? Was she, like, the CFO? Is she, is she the CFO? Is she the CEO? I think yeah. Melissa's the CFO. She bankrolls this shit. Ah, that's fair. You know what? I can see that. Yes. I think Mona is, like, <laughs> the CEO. She's making all the plans. She's the only one that truly has motive for all of it. That's fair. And I think then you have all these other henchmen who serve purposes, like mm-hmm. Garrett and Ian have their own role within all of this. I think she finds out about the NAT club and she recruits them because they have their own secrets that she can blackmail them for. What about Jason? What about Jason? I, I have a lot of questions about him. Oh. Okay. And he wasn't even in an episode. That is true. Uh, speak. So we're going to finish the episode real fast. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, we're on the TV show. Yeah, so uh, we have like two scenes left. So the police are going to come up with an ambulance. <laughs> Jay, Jay, these people are two seasons into listening to our podcast. They know how we go. <laughs> I know, but usually we like let it go a little bit further. Okay, so um, the, they find out that Mona's okay. She survived the fall. And I have this distinct memory of waiting an entire summer to find out if Mona was alive. Oh. But, like, apparently that is not the case. Like, I I didn't look into this, but I remember being like, is Mona alive? Is she not? It was like a whole, like, Walking Dead thing. Because there's a season finale of The Walking Dead where 
they left a cliffhanger mid-season finale. Yes, but not about... Negan killed somebody, allegedly, but we didn't know if the person was dead or not. And there are all these memes about this guy hiding in the dumpster, and we didn't know if he was actually hiding in the dumpster. You know who I'm talking about, but we're not spoiling The Walking Dead. I'm I'm not going... Not to spoil The Walking Dead, but I stand by my statement that dumpster quote-unquote not death was the most frustrating thing for me at that point in time. We can get into that off podcast. Okay, okay, okay. You're so close. Okay. And I have so much more to say. (laughs) Okay. So it turns out, you know who else is there? Dr. Sullivan. Why is Sullivan here now? And she's like, listen, A was blackmailing me and threatening my son, which is why I left town. And like, honestly, that's valid. As a mom, someone's threatening your son, you leave. But here's my thing. Why come back? Correct. That was, yeah. <laughs> well, no one said that she was smart. If I have a therapist, I would like you to be smart. <laughs> Again, I would like for her to be smart. <laughs> so then we cut to Mona either at the police station or at um, a mental health facility. Again, and she says... <laughs> Yeah, given big Norman Bates uh, energy. And Dr. Sullivan says that Mona likely has a personality personality disorder that caused her to experience a sense of hyper-reality and omnipresence. Mm-hmm. So she felt like she knew everything, that she was everywhere all the time. Everything was, like, everything was, like, super about her, like, all in her head all the time. And, and, um... Mona has this internal dialogue where she's like, everything's working out just as I planned. Do I look like all things considered, I don't look so bad right now. What color is my lipstick again? Oh yeah. Toffee twist or whatever. And I'll have, you know, this is the second mention of toffee. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Aria. Aria and Melissa. <laughs> um, And so Mona, they they decide that, so Dr. Sullivan decides that Mona's criminally insane and sent to an asylum for treatment and says, like, she can be helped with treatment. Um, I'm going to put this out there. Usually if someone has a personality disorder, it is not enough for them to be deemed criminally insane because uh, if you have a personality disorder, that does not impact your ability to understand, comprehend, and act on your, your understanding of right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be found incapable of understanding the difference between right and wrong to be found criminally insane, and it's actually very uncommon. Um, but for whatever reason, she's deemed criminally insane. We're using mental health as a reason for com- doing terrible things in the show. That's not going to go away. <laughs> this is actually relatively tame for Marlene I. King in terms of offensive things. Oh no! I mean, we have oh, no. multiple pedophiles in this show. True, and, and um, one of them's still around. At least, at least, Garrett's in jail. That doesn't mean anything. Listen, at least they're locking these pedophiles up. Well, he's not even in jail. He's being held in custody. I need him to hurry up with trial. <laughs> um. So. They're going to go outside, and Dr. Sullivan's like, your friend was the one that helped me, that convinced me to come back to Rosewood. And it turns out that friend is Toby. And Spencer is, like, ready to hit him in the face. 
And then he pulls her in and kisses her and says, "Love, pretending not to love you was the hardest thing I've ever done. I'm like, dude, you're 17 years old. I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> what happened to your dumbass, I, dumbass heaven I, angel? I, I'm so over him. Throw him away. <laughs> don't you don't away like him, him anymore? God, no. Ah, <laughs> uh, an annoyance. <laughs> Argus my soul, Jay. He argues it. Well, the girls are going to head to Emily's house and and Emily's like, you can all stay at my house. My mom is going to be thrilled to have people to cook for. Remember, at this point, it's like half past one. Honestly, here's the, here's the truth. Pam will be asleep. I, I think Emily meant breakfast, but like still. Oh, I was like, who's cooking dinner at one? Pause. I would do that. But you know, but I like legitimately thought it through. I sat there. I was like, mm, let me think through the timeline of this. It must mean breakfast. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> um, and the police are at Emily's house. And uh Emily runs up to Pam and says the police found a body and they think it's Maya's. So obviously Emily is heartbroken. She's yeah crying and she screams as yeah. we see the the uh paramedics taking a body away on a stretcher yeah how old is this body was mona dead the whole time i no was she a ghost uh well my <laughs> well because here's the here's the thing right um there, there is um a point that we have skipped over in this podcast um, and that's the phone. Uh, we and they said, "Get me the phone before midnight, or one of you will end up dead, or something like that." Right? Mm -hmm. um, when they found Mona, we saw the clock beep like midnight has struck, and they have not given it back. So, eighth a person of their word, they said someone's gonna end up dead. Someone's ending up dead. <laughs> but the the text from A. Am I wrong? I think it said. It said one of you leaves in a body bag. And guess what? Guess who left in a body bag? Maya. Maya, who isn't one of them. I'm 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 gonna be honest. I think she was planning to kill Spencer. I don't think. Oh, Mona? Yeah. Not Maya. <laughs> I think Mona was going to kill Spencer and then, like, take this place of Spencer in the friend group and be like, oh my Mona god, Spencer's said... dead. This horrible thing happened. Well, Mona was straight up like, Spencer, you can join the A-team with us. What if Spencer said yeah? Then she would have gotten the phone back. Well, well, I'm going to be honest with you. I would have said yeah if I was Spencer. You never say no to an alliance. Huh. I was talking about for survival tactics. This girl said she had That's a That's what I'm saying. You never say no to an alliance and survivor. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I'm like, AJ, do you want to play with me? And you're like, in the sand? No, in the game, you motherfucker. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and then we cut to Mona in the hospital, mm -hmm. in like a hospital gown. And we mm -hmm. see someone, she's looking at somebody in a red coat. Vivian? And Mona says to the person, I did everything you asked me to. And that's our end of this end of the season. <gasps> oh no. 
AJ, I just have a couple questions for you. I have a lot of questions for you. Can I say something real quick? Yeah. I I, I do not want to be that person. Because you know how much I love Maya as a character. That was such an anticlimactic death. <laughs> yeah, we saw it coming. I was like, 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 when the end death happened, that hit. I was like, oh, whoa. But you when think that she was killed like, tonight. Okay. You think she was killed tonight, right? Like, I could see a world where she wasn't killed tonight because she's been gone for a while. And there's a non-plus chance, like, A was to send those messages to, uh, not Hannah, what's her name? Emily, giving her false mm-hmm. hope. So I, I, So I'm not saying, like, that's the answer that she was killed tonight. But, like, A made a threat, and I feel like A's the person that likes to keep their threats. So they was like, well, I couldn't kill one of y'all, so let me drop my adult. <laughs> yeah. I just think, like, if Spencer joins the A-team, Mona thinks she's going to get the phone back anyway, and then no one has to die. That's fair. But if Spencer says no, she'll just kill Spencer. Like, here's my question. Maya had, um, from what I've been told, by her own free will, entered the car. Mm-hmm. And now she's dead. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, that was through our knowledge the last time anyone has seen Maya alive. Correct. Who would Maya be comfortable enough with to just walk into that car? Well... Because, I'm going to be honest with you, it's not Mona. Well, I don't think Maya is inherently distrusting. I think she's a relatively trusting person. That was your first mistake. And it could be, it could have been Garrett. He's a police officer. It could have been. He says, hey, I just have a couple of questions. Can I ask you about something? Mm -hmm. She gets, she's like, okay, I'll sit in the car with you, answer a couple questions, whatever. He starts driving. She can't get out. Okay. Um, there's Melissa. There's whoever Black Swan is. That's fair. Like, I just have not seen Maya trust a lot of people during her short run time in the show. That is fair. I think the most likely suspect, I think, is Garrett. Is Garrett. I can I can see that because he's an officer. You he has authority. He has some form of authority. Yeah, and if he's and like she doesn't want to get in trouble with the law, especially knowing that her parents will probably send her back to this like drug free camp, whatever. Yeah. Um, conversion therapy camp or whatever it was. And so she's like, "Yeah, I'll answer his questions and I'll be on my way." He has some questions for me. I'll prove my innocence. Like he, has, I have nothing to hide from this guy. Listen, 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 listen. Do not try to prove your innocence. <laughs> Get that yourself a lawyer. That is what getting lawyer. a lawyer is for. They will do it for you. <laughs> These yeah. people are not looking out for you. <laughs> Get you someone who will. <laughs> so speaking of Garrett, do we get Garrett next season? I don't think so. I, I, so I think... I think he is the person that's convicted of the murder of... Alistair De Laurentiis. Okay. Do you think I, he killed Alistair? I think 
We know that you think that Ian thinks he killed Allie, but who actually killed Allie? I, I think so. Because I think I've been circling around like someone from the Nat Club, NAT Club, was the person who buried Allison. And mm-hmm. I was leaning it wasn't Ian. So it's between Jason and Garrett for me. Yeah. I could buy him in Garrett. And I can ba- buy based, based Jason on- going on a binge knowing his best friend mm-hmm. killed Allie and he wasn't sober enough to stop it. Correct. Because remember when um, Garrett and Jason met up again that one scene, there was hostility from Jason to Garrett. Yeah. Yeah, so I can buy it. And then... So... Who is the A team? Let's just get it all out there. There's Mona. Oh, we got Mona. We we love Mona. We also got Jenna. Uh, I think those are clear one and two people part the mm-hmm. A team. Uh, I say we also have to go with the Black Swan. Like, cause cause here's the thing. Why would you start running? Like, <laughs> where are you going? What are you doing? Right. Like, one second you're talking to Jenna and Lucas, the next second you're gone. Not to be seen again. Your costume, your mask was in the um, hotel room. You are connected to this somehow. The question is, who are you? <laughs> so with that being said, we love the um, theory. Um, give me Allison Swin. Um, Malison. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's so good. That is very good. I like that a lot. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and also, um, Garrett was kicked out of it. He he was the sacrificial lamb. Mm. Was he in the A-team, A-team, or was he, like, a minion? He thought he was an A-team, team but he was a minion. Yeah, I think one thing we're noticing here is, like, this is girl-on-girl violence. Yes. So men are just disposable. As they should be. <laughs> no comment. So AJ, one yes. uh, one last question about the show. Oh, I love it. Next episode is the premiere of season three. Maybe. It is called It Happened That Night. What happened that night? Can I tell you something we never got um resolution on? Uh-huh. The Jason thing. I don't Jenna and Garrett brought it up one day and it never came back. Yeah. Now this could be another situation like um what was Miss Um Gertrude um nephew coming to see Ashley for the money? <laughs> like could be just that. The writers were gonna do something but then they decided, nah, never mind. <laughs> but you know, who knows? Uh but it happened that night. Ooh, pause. Actually I have a good answer, a better answer. The formation looked the eighteen. Uh Ooh. I think that'll be a fun uh, thing to see like how did you get the likes of Jenna and um, Mona and the Black Swan together. And how do you get these people to like have also these minions that are also willing to do work for you? So like, yeah. so like, I think that would be a fun thing to see. Like, like, see our an- quote unquote antagonist. <laughs> how did they form? I like that. I think okay. that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah, sort of like that whole like night from, from. The A team's perspective of Allie's yeah, from, disappearance. From, yeah, from the um, from the moment they met to the night of Allison's murder. Okay. 
and, and, and you know what would be interesting? If in the A-team there's dissent, <laughs> like, they, they were not all on board with what was happening and, like, see, like, yeah. the conflict inside of it. I think that would be interesting. And they're like, no, oh, we're in I'm this together. So, yeah. That would be a fun episode. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. And, and, then we, and then we get to finally have peace on what happened. <laughs> all right. So. Oh, Jason, that 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 face you made was like AJ. You will never have peace. <laughs> no, it's just there's a lot to unpack there. I'm trying to think of how much of this do I know. Oh, that's fair. It's been a while. That's fair. But like, all right. Listen, I I still view the flashback episode as one of the best episodes this season. So it I was might not like a flashback, phenomenal episode. But they've shown they can do that, right? Do it again. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, AJ, I know that you're a very busy man. If the people want to find you, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Duck North. Um, that's where I retweet anything that I'm doing. Um, uh, at this point, yeah. nothing much. But, you know. Ooh, maybe, ooh, maybe Brother Canada should be coming back soon. Uh, ooh. Yeah. Oh, you can see me doing something with that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can find me on Twitter at jmonji underscore. Um, I do a lot of just nonsense tweets. It's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on almost 24 hours a day. It's a problem, honestly. I need a detox. Um, <laughs> but we will be back Ooh, sometimes you also, soon. You Twitch. Oh, I also do stream on Twitch. And that's jmonji with two underscores. Um, I've been doing a lamb. lot of playing Cult of the Lamb. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> looking it up. I see, I see. And... I'm, no, I'm not looking it up. I get, I get your um, what's the thing called? Oh, um, notifications, whatever you're on. Oh no, yeah. yeah so I'm also <laughs> streaming uh, on Twitch for Cult of the Lamb, which I really love. Cult of the Lamb, it's such a good game. Uh, it's really cute, but it also like is kind of dark and twisted. And you're like this little lamb <laughs> starting a cult and like beating off these demons, not beating off, <laughs> like fighting. <laughs> I've not slept well in like three days. Uh, it is hot in my apartment. Oh, same here. Our, but like our heating is like overworking. Uh, uh, so it's been like 78 degrees inside. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, oh, 78 um, degrees. Ooh, that's hot. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. At night. I'm out of your level. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, all of that to say, AJ, we will be back soon. Not starting season three just yet, but we're going to do some fun and games. We're going to be absolutely wild. At least an hour and a half of pure bullshit and nonsense. (laughs) That's my favorite type of... It's going to be fun. You thought you were already getting pure bullshit and nonsense, but no, this was following a plot. (laughs) That someone else wrote. (laughs) Season three, Jay... I need the writers to step it up. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Like, here's the thing. I love a mess, and I love drama, and I like it when it's bad. Oh, my friend, you are in for it with the rest <laughs> of this series. I can't tell you what season is which, but it's, it gets there. I guess pretty wild. Can, can I tell you something? Well, there's I a like twist to, you'll to never guess coming. Well, here's Multiple. something I would like to see Pretty Little Liars do. And that's take themselves a little less seriously. Like... Okay. Like, I, like, I would like, because I feel like this is already such an or absurd Or take show. themselves more seriously. One of the yes. two. Yes. Correct. <laughs> Either way, I think that would be fantastic. 
the current level of unseriousness needs to go because let me tell you that lost woods resort scenes Mm -hmm. this episode were phenomenal when it was treating itself like a horror movie it was doing itself it was so good it was good and then it was like oh by the way Arya's still macking on her high school teacher and you lost me you lost us (laughs) you had mona with a gun with a gun, baby. With a gun. <laughs> you could have done so much. Give Mona more guns. <laughs> that is a sentence you never would hear me say about anyone else. At no one else. <laughs> and that might be the last time you ever hear those words out of Jason. Let Mona go axe throwing. Ooh, that'd be fun. <laughs> I want a Scooby Doo haunted house with all the little traps, like swinging like axe from the ceiling oh, or whatever. That'd be so much fun. I want that but i want mona to be the little scrappy do instead not scrappy scrappy like listen i love me scrappy I, right, I, but if you if you took the scooby-doo live action yes. you took scrappy out and replaced him with mona dream <laughs> movie all of a sudden beautiful best movie ever made give it an oscar give it best picture <laughs> you put scrappy in now it's almost worst picture <laughs> You know that you know the meme where it's like your mm-hmm. favorite movie, but all the cast are Muppets except one. What? No. <laughs> okay, so you know how like in, in like Muppet Christmas Carol, like Scrooge is the only one that isn't a Muppet. No. Oh my God, AJ, get <laughs> have you ever seen they, Muppet I'm... Treasure Island? No. Okay, well, do you know who Tim Curry is? Yes. Okay, so Tim Curry is Long John Silver, and every other character in this in the movie, except for like one other person in the beginning, are Muppets. Why? Because it's the Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain this to you. Um, it's Muppet Treasure Island, and Tim Curry is also there. Um, and it's hard to say that about Tim Curry. Like, oh, he's also there, but like they treat him like he's another Muppet. It's phenomenal. Um, <laughs> like Scooby Doo, but the villain is Mona Vanderwall. Love it. It's a vision. I could fall a line for this. Matthew Lillard, give me a call. Like, call me anyway, but especially about this. <laughs> but specifically for this. Like, I'm a lesbian, but Matthew Lillard, call me. What? <laughs> What is Mona doing nowadays? Not as much as she should be. I, I like her as an actress. Yeah, I did look up Sasha uh, Peters the other day, who plays Allie. She also is not up to much. I feel like a lot of these people aren't. <laughs> yeah. Good for Emily, though. Emily's killing it. Shane Mitchell, she doing the thing. And Ella was in uh, some some show recently. Oh, and she was on a CBS show that's coming out soon. It was like yes. crime drama. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to Tella. Yeah, and Wayne has done some other stuff. Thank God. <laughs> they, they, they do not use this man enough. Well, I think he they didn't use him as much as they wanted to because he was doing other stuff. I, I, I feel like, here's the thing. They was like, we cannot have the effective parents around <laughs> because if they were around, a lot of our plots cannot stand. <laughs> So we have yeah. to send them away. To Afghanistan. <laughs> the 
said, oh, you're you're going to solve this mystery? Die. <laughs> no, because remember, when he came home for um the dance, he was there for one afternoon. And he was like, I almost found him, uh, Maya. <laughs> and that was just an afternoon. <laughs> he got the police to take it seriously so fast. So quickly. <laughs> They're like, yes, sir. Okay, sir. <laughs> Taking orders. He's a military man. Lovely. God, I now can't stop thinking about Scooby-Doo, live action, but with Mona. Listen. Oh, shout it out to- It would be uh, so good. Shout out to Haley Kyoko. She's not in Scooby-Doo, live action. She's, is she Velma? Isn't she Velma? No. Am I correct? The I live action Velma. One? Yeah. Honey. She's Velma. I just Googled it. You can't tell me I'm wrong. Haley Kyoko? <laughs> Yes! <laughs> You're talking about the same Scooby-Doo movie? Uh, probably not. The live-action one from 2002. Oh, I'm looking at the one from 2009. No, the original one. Linda Cardellini. <laughs> plays Velma. <laughs> We're in the wrong movie. <laughs> this is the one with Rowan Atkinson, Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Gellar. No, I'm looking at the one with Nick Pelletis and Kate Melton and Robbie ML. <laughs> I don't think I saw that one. Oh. oh, you're talking about the TV movie. I'm talking about the, the real <laughs> movie that came out in theaters. You know, a movie. The disrespect. <laughs> AJ. Hey, how you doing? Do you know the movie you're talking about now? With Scrappy? Uh, the- the, the one where he becomes, like, really big and they take over other people's minds. Kind of, on, yeah. On the, on the resort, island. On the island. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they cut the scene where Velma and uh, Daphne are, like, lesbians. They did? Yeah, they cut it because it was too sexual. A.K.A. Uh, they were lesbians. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Oh, my God, AJ, no. Now do you see my vision? I see your vision. <laughs> like, it's, like it's it's Rowan Atkinson the whole time, and at the end, it's a real reveal that it's not Rowan Atkinson. It was Mona. It was Mona. Vanderwall. <laughs> like you have this goofy like Mr. Bean character like doing all the evil things, and then like yeah. turns out that's a robot, and it's being controlled by Mona. That'll be amazing. I'm telling you, Mona <laughs> is a technology genius. I am a creative vision. Visionary. <laughs> Jay, we're still recording. We gotta wrap this up. <laughs> All right, AJ. If the people want more of this, they need to stay tuned because this is just the beginning. <laughs> like, I'm I thought we stopped stop recording. No, this is a preview of what is to come. I cannot wait to record that with you. We might even have a special guest. Oh, that's fun. That would be so fun. Wouldn't it? We gotta find yeah. one. Ah, fair enough. Hit us up. Send us an email if you want to be your special guest. Listen, take, ask, and we will produce. Give us five star ratings and reviews anywhere you are listening to this podcast. Give us a review. We love it. We earned it. <laughs> we we have earned something. And that we, is we made. I made through two seasons of this mess. Give me a review. <laughs> yeah, he has five seasons to go. He needs a star for every season he has left. <laughs> Because we know this podcast is going downhill with every season. Here's, here's what I, I believe. Personally, the worse slash more unhinged the show gets, the better our podcast will be. Oh, 100%. It's going to be wild. 
So check, yeah. check us out next week. We can't wait. All and right. AJ, till next time. Bye. Got a secret, can you keep it? Swear this one you save. Better lock it in your pocket, taking this one to the grave. If I show you, then I know you won't tell what I said. Cause two can keep a secret if one of them is dead.